Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So apparently Kanye West shows up to the Skechers offices in Los Angeles unannounced, and then was escorted out of the building. So we don't know exactly why, but uh, this story is apparently breaking, and it just comes amid the fall of Kanye West and, and, and the fall of his empire. He's no longer a billionaire. He's been dropped by a ton of different companies. And so uh, with this news just coming out, I think it's interesting considering his support for Trump, his politics, what's happening with the Lex Friedman interview. So we're going to talk a bit about what's going on with Kanye West, but we do have a lot of other news. The, the, the headline, the title of this podcast changed a bit. Because we're hearing also that PayPal reinstated their fine of $2,500. They didn't reinstate it. It's, it's always been there, or at least it, it, for several years. What they took out was the misinformation. What's still there is they can fine you for hate speech. So I think most people just didn't realize that provision's been in there for a very long time, at least two or th- almost three years now. So we'll talk about that. Plus, Elon Musk, he walks into Twitter HQ with the kitchen sink. So good for him. He's going to be buying the platform. Everybody's really excited. And of course, we got to talk politics because it's getting crazy out there, man. Real Clear Politics says that the Republicans are going to win 53 seats in the Senate. That's crazy. And now they're saying that Michigan is going to go Republican. Yo, this is getting nuts. Democrats are about to get a major blowout loss. So let's talk about that stuff before we get started. My friends, head over to TimCast.com and become a member in order to support our work. As a member, you'll get access to our exclusive members-only show Monday through Thursday at 11 p.m. Check it out on the website, plus the Cast Castle vlog. You'll also be supporting us, and uh, we've got a contest coming up soon. I'm really excited. I think we're filming it this weekend. And uh, as a member, you're supporting our journalists. Elad Eliyahu was on the ground in New York. He actually got to talk to Carolyn Maloney about her support for Governor Hochul in uh, in her re-election bid. So there's really interesting stuff there. So again, smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, be the notification you want to see in this world because YouTube is not notifying people. YouTube has us somewhat suppressed. But if you guys take the URL to this YouTube video or this podcast or whatever and just share it everywhere, the censorship is meaningless. Joining us tonight to talk about this and a whole lot more is Ian Pryor. Thanks for having me. Who are you? <laughs> Who am I? Ah, uh, that's a good question. Uh, well, I I'm live in Loudoun County, Virginia, which uh, is kind of the epicenter of all all fun things, uh, especially related to the school system. But you know, it's probably ground zero in in what happened in in Virginia in 2021 with with Glenn Youngkin getting elected and being the first Republican governor in you know 12 years. Uh, you know, I joined a lot of parents last year that, that was pushing back on on the school system, on on the culture, really, on cancel culture from local activists against parents that were speaking up at school board meetings on things like, uh, you know, closed schools or masks or critical race theory or transgender issues. And it really just took off. And, you know, it was it was impressive to see just how everybody stepped up and, you know, exercised their civic duty to you know, stand up to what their government was doing at the local level. I mean, we always see, you know, everyone's obviously, you know, focused on the midterms right now. And in presidential years, people are focused on on the presidential races. 
But in these local political issues, everybody just assumes you, you send somebody to a school board or you send somebody to your, your board of supervisors or your local Commonwealth attorney and they just do the job because they're not political. Well, not anymore and maybe never, but I think now these days we, we see it more and more. Uh, and it really just snowballed to to November of last year where, I mean, you had thousands of parents out at that that final Glenn Youngkin rally in Loudoun County, Virginia. And, you know, while he didn't win Loudoun County, uh, I would say that, you know, that area was integral in Virginia flipping, but also in really setting off people throughout the country. I mean, I can't tell you how many times, how many emails, calls, text messages, DMs from people saying, how do we do here what you did there? But you're actually seeing it now across the country. I mean, you're seeing, you know, you look at Dearborn, right? We talked about Dearborn and, you know, the Muslim community going out to school board meetings and saying no. And, you know, this this woke culture that, you know, prides itself on, we want to create diversity. Well, yeah, they, they have done that, but they've done it in a way that it's now opposing them where you have all these different well, coalitions that are opposing their you know ideology that was their plan the whole time to sacrifice themselves for the greater good right get everybody riled up be the villain so that they all turn on them and focus it focus in on on, on their problems but uh this would be interesting Loudoun county was like a, a major catalyst for a lot of what we're seeing around the country especially with schools so thanks for hanging out we got, Absolutely. A lot, we got a lot more to talk about. We also got Luke. Hey, guys. My name is Zuckerdowski here of WeAreChange.org. I come here to you with one very simple, trendy, yuppie message, and that is 2 plus 2 equals 5, you bigot. Now get in line, comply, or else, and get the shirt on thebestpoliticalshirts.com. Hi, everyone. Ian Crossland here. Uh, happy to be here from iancrossland.net and at Ian Crossland if you'd like to follow me on social media. But let's get to this, huh? We got search, press buttons. Yeah, yeah, pressing buttons. That's right. Take it away, Tim. All right. Here's the first story. Kanye West escorted out of Skechers' office in Los Angeles after he showed up unannounced. Ye, formerly known as Kanye West, was escorted out of the LA office of shoemaker Skechers, the company said. The incident comes after Adidas terminated its relationship with the fallen rapper and fashion mogul over his recent anti-Semitic and racist remarks. He said racist remarks? Like, or, or is that, are well, they the saying about Jew Judaism is it's a religion and a race. But is, I mean, is that what they're saying? They're saying that the one the one thing he said is both, or I don't know if he said something. I think else. it's about the White Lives Matter T-shirt that he's wearing. Oh, okay, all right, all right, yeah, is, that, yeah, that's probably right. I was no, I was just wondering if it was multiple statements, or are they saying that you know talking about Jewish media or whatever is what he whatever he said considered both. So they basically say he showed up unannounced at, and as escorted out of the building. Yo, that's crazy. Quote: Skechers is not considering and has no intention of working with West. We condemn his recent divisive remarks and do not tolerate anti-Semitism or any other form of hate speech, the company said in a statement. The company would like to again stress that West showed up unannounced and uninvited to Skechers' corporate offices. Yo, that's crazy. He's like persona non grata across the board now for what, what he went on. Tucker Carlson, he said some stuff. What was it? He tweeted about it. He tweeted about the Jewish mafia, he said. Mm-hmm. And that's it. You know, for the record, a Semite is anyone from ancient southwestern asia includes akkadians phoenicians hebrews arabs so if people say anti-arab stuff they're they're anti-semitic just for the record yes so keep it clean folks (laughs) (laughs) yeah so anyway the the reason i thought i mean look this is kanye west i said folks i don't normally say that i guess they got you ever ever since they called you conservative yeah Yeah, no i think it's interesting we we, look we were we were were trying to figure out like what are we leading with on on, today and uh you've got elon musk he's buying twitter that's happening so we'll talk a bit about that you've got paypal banning hate speech but what what we have here check this out with kanye west he tweeted a few things this is this is this is cancel culture check it out look i i think what he said was stupid obviously and wrong la times 
Kanye West hits keep coming. Here are the companies that have cut ties with him. The Gap, Instagram and Twitter, JP Morgan Chase, Def Jam, Balenciaga, is that he said? CAA, MRC, Adidas, Foot Locker, Jalen Brown and Aaron Donald, Donda Sports. Oh, wow. Is that it? Donda was just talking, saying that they were sticking with him yesterday. Is this right? Donda? Ba- Boss- well, his, his lawyer also, uh, he made sure that he's not working with him. His talent well, agency. His lawyer dropped him. Yeah, his lawyer dropped him. His talent agency dropped him. And now LA Times is writing, writing an article talking about how Spotify and Apple Music have to pull his music and they're arguing for more censorship, no. more canceling here. Yeah, Wait, LA Times has an article that's titled Why Spotify and Apple Music Haven't Pulled Kanye West's Songs. And in that article, they make an argument saying, if we're going to counsel somebody, we, we're going to make sure we're going to fully counsel this person. And you're seeing someone being depersoned in real time, whether you agree with him or disagree with him. I think there is something to say about something that is happening to Kanye West right now that has happened to other people like Alex Jones and, of course, Andrew Tate as well. So look at, Donda, look at this. Donda is Kanye's company and Jalen Brown and Aaron D- Donald cut ties with Donda. That's what it is. And they got rid of the uh, Donda Academy basketball team. It was removed from a tournament. Okay, what, what were you saying? Sam? No, it's just LA Times. Here's the story. Well, Spotify and Apple Music haven't pulled Kanye West's songs. This is the crazy thing about censorship. When Alex Jones got censored, they didn't shut down his ability to speak. They deleted everything he had ever said on the platform, on all these platforms. There's no record of it anymore. That's crazy. That's like, you know that fo- what is it, photo of Stalin? And there's that dude next to him. And then they got mad at the dude, so the dude's gone from the photo. You guys know what no. I'm talking about? They depersoned him. They yeah, you guys, you know what I'm talking about? You no, never saw that? No. It's like a famous photograph where it's like him with this guy, and then all of a sudden the guy's they gone. They him out. Wow. Yeah, they, yeah, back in the day before Photoshop. It's not even one. There's like numerous people that he just, you know, depersoned. They got Kanye, man. Yeah. Because he said, oh, now they're going to get mad at me for saying they. No, yeah. the, the, the establishment, the corporate press. I don't think, here's the funny thing about what Kanye said, right? So he criticized the Jewish mafia. I think Kanye West is clearly wrong about that. I think he's putting, needlessly putting like ethnicity and race in front of what's clearly corporate interests that are aligned against him. But this is exactly what conspiracy theorists and anti-Semitic individuals. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Expected to see, and they and they got it. I got a question. Do any of you guys, are, are, are any of you guys Jewish, or do you know a lot about Jewish Judaism no, in general? I'm not. I talked with Michael Malice about it. He's Jewish and was telling me that there's like a tenet of Judaism. And get, correct me if I'm wrong, anybody in the chat, I want to get this as clear as possible, but that part of the Judea, uh, Judea, Jew, Jewish faith is that God commands people to maybe not enjoy life on earth, but take advantage of life on earth. This is basically your opportunity. And if you don't take advantage of it, then you're basically committing a sin against God. So Jewish people believe that this is theirs to to mold and craft and utilize. But then what happens is that when that gets out of control, it can be perceived as greed. And that's completely antithetical to Christianity, which is charity. Greed is is a sin in the Christian faith. So... I think if when people get greedy, that's really the problem. And when Kanye is complaining about people, he's complaining about greedy people. Mm-hmm. Whether or not they're Jewish, I don't think is relevant. But it is interesting to, to point out these these tenets of the Jewish faith, and I'd love to have Jewish scholars in here to talk more about it. 
I find it interesting that they're not canceling his music. Right. I mean, it's 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 a different situation when, OK, you have a brand, you have sneakers or whatever it is that he's going to be associated with. But with the music, it's just him. And so how much of the money that that he's worth comes from his music? How much does he generate uh, for iTunes, for Spotify? Obviously, it would be hugely concerning if we start saying we're not going to platform your music. Um, because of something that you said outside of your music or even in your music. But if that's the next shoe to drop, I mean, that's going to be a problematic thing for everybody. When, when you're talking about censoring things like music on on platforms, what happens after that? So do you guys see when, uh, remember when they banned Farrakhan? I think Facebook banned yeah. him. Mm-hmm. Basically what happened is after Alex Jones gets banned, people start pointing out that uh, Farrakhan, I don't know if, if for everybody, people who aren't familiar, it's the... Um, What's the organization called? Uh, it's the he, not Hebrew Israelite. No, it's, no, no. Uh, the Muslim Brotherhood. No, no, it's not the Muslim Brotherhood. Nation it, of Islam. Nation of uh, Islam. Right. There Nation you go. That's what it was. Right. Yeah. So uh, Farrakhan has is deeply anti-Semitic. There's tons of people in the rap hip hop community and many, many people in the black community who follow this. He gets banned, and Snoop Dogg put out a video saying, "How the f are you going to ban Minister Farrakhan? You know, mm-hmm. how dare you and stuff like that." And it's fascinating because it's like you do realize what that means. These people believe, right? They're just not saying it. So what happens is people get surprised Kanye West comes out and says this stuff. I wasn't. I was on the ground in Baltimore during the riots. It was, I can't remember who the riots were for. And there were a bunch of young black kids who were very, very talking about, they were talking about Farrakhan, they are talking about Islam, Allah, and they were saying anti-Semitic things. And that was the first time I ever experienced it. I didn't know, I was like, what is this? Like, they're, they're Islam or what's going on? And people started talking to me about, you do realize like Farrakhan's been around for a really long time. And then I was like, oh, wow. I've only, I only remember from the rap lyrics in Tony Hawk uh, uh, 2, was it uh, the Public Enemy song? You know, uh, turned it up. Bring the Noise, that's what it's called. Bring the Noise, yeah. When, uh, when, when uh, um, what's the rapper? Chucky e. D says, Farrakhan's a prophet I think you ought to listen to in the lyrics. And then, so I didn't really know a whole lot about it. Then I see these viral videos and I was like, that's what these people believe? Holy crap. So they banned the guy because people started campaigning saying, how are you going to ban these people but not him? Then a bunch of rappers, prominent celebrities, people like Snoop Dogg came out. Mm-hmm. Kanye West comes out and says, I'm going to say what I feel like saying. Then he says some anti-Semitic BS and people are surprised. Dude, there's a ton of rappers and celebrities who believe exactly what Kanye is saying. So I don't know. I don't know how you deal with it or, or I'm just I'm just pointing that out. You want to talk about banning his music, which is unrelated to his politics because he admitted to what he believes. Think about people like Snoop Dogg and all those other people who support Farrakhan. Yeah, another issue with Judaism and uh, Islam I've been thinking about is whereas Judaism has this tentative like take advantage of earth, utilize its goods and it, it, its gracious, uh, Islam is like do not be decadent. Decadence is the bane of our, if, if you are decadent, you are sinning against God. So whereas the Judeo, uh, Jewish faith is kind of like not, maybe opulence, maybe not the right word, but they're willing to have huge, you know, a lot of things and stuff and good uh, good things around you. Islam's like, no, 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 no. You do not want to show if your brother is decadent, he's a he's a, a stain on the family. So I think that's part of why those two religions have been at odds for so long. I think just coming into my mind the other day. Yeah. Well, you start you start banning music from today's era. What do you do from 150 years ago? Right. That's when a good point. We should ban it all. Classical musicians, uh, the Baroque era. What were all their beliefs? Let's let's get their beliefs and let's cancel them off of mm-hmm. you know wherever you get your classical music from. It's a slippery slope. That's so yeah. we- it's so weird. Good point. Yeah, this is just it. 
it's it, it should break down it shouldn't be centralized yeah we can't we need like decentralized music service like itunes should be a decentralized service in the commons where everybody can host their stuff and and be utilized be well you know I, you know at the at the other side of this private businesses get to choose who they want to work with if they don't want to work with this person they don't have to but there also is a very coordinated organized push to punish people for expressing ideas that that they don't like of course ideas always should be debated always should should be uh, contested uh, i'm all for debate but you know some people are saying kanye is going way too far it's too sensationalistic and there, there's a big firestorm happening here there's there's a lot of media organizations saying cancel 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 and a lot of corporations saying okay yeah gladly we'll do it and they are so whether you think it's right or wrong that's up to you based on your individual you know premise. And, and all this is going to do is make him double he's going to double down he comes out and says he's being attacked by you know a particular group. Then all of a sudden, everybody cancels and bans him. What do you think he's thinking right now? Kanye's probably being like, "See, see," mm-hmm. and it's he like, dude, is. yes, I, it's 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 just so insane, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised he wasn't able to sit down with like the Daily Wire crew. Apparently, that's not going to happen or whatever. Yeah, he said they didn't want him on. On the, he said that on, on, Lex, Fre- on the Lex Freeman interview. He said it, and then Lex was like, wait, they didn't want you on? And he was like, yes, they said they didn't want me on. That's crazy. I mean, I get it. You have to imagine Ben Shapiro's like, dude, not cool. I mean, yeah. it's like, you know, Ben's Jewish. But I do think communication is the solution. I, I have, I mean, unless you're going to try and if, annihilate I want to see a Kanye-Ben Shapiro debate. It would be entertaining. It would be yeah, crazy, most, but it would be a clash of different ideas. And as you mentioned, Tim, you know, a lot of people have those kind of different ideas. But but at the same time, what better way to deal with it? What better way to to get rid of a lot of this animosity, a lot of this hatred, than to be able to just to, to talk things out and be able to, of course, pin ideas against ideas. Let the let the best ideas win. And uh, I think that would be uh, something interesting. It might go haywire. It might go bad. But I, I think that's I, the consequences we face in our modern day society. And that's better than just shunning someone and saying, hey, now we're going to make sure you double down on your beliefs instead of talking you down from the beliefs that we think are wrong. Yeah, I gotta, I'm going to have to hit up the Daily Wire crew and ask them why that's the case, because that doesn't seem right. The, sure, good the, clarification. The, yeah, because the Daily Wire, the, the, they like poking the bear. And, and especially with Ben being Jewish and Ben being reasonable, I'd imagine Ben would actually have a conversation with Kanye. Ben debates people. He stands in front of people. So it seemed weird to me that the Daily Wire wouldn't bring him on. You think they'd be the first place to be like, okay, Kanye, like, come here and, and tell us why, because we're going to tell you why you're wrong. But to just be like, no, we won't have him seems strange to me. I don't know, man. Yeah, the point you brought up, I, you know, I agree, right? But you, businesses can make their choices on who they associate based on you know, what they want for their, their business model. But marketplace of ideas, I don't remember what Supreme Court justice said it back in the 30s or maybe it was Holmes or Brandeis, but the remedy for bad speech is good speech. Exactly. Right, so, you know. Absolutely, be- 100%. And we need to prioritize that more, more than ever. No matter who it is, if you disagree with, again, censorship only fosters those bad ideas and makes people double down on them. And when you censor people, when you silence people, you only make sure that they go off to the far ends of the internet where those ideas are even radicalized even more than they originally radicalized. This is why I have a lot of prospects and and, and a lot of, uh, 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 not pessimism, optimism, specifically when it comes to Elon Musk purchasing Twitter, as I think it's going to help society by and large a lot. I agree. So let's jump to this story first before we get to the Elon Musk stuff. We have this from Grit Daily. I'm not familiar with Grit Daily, and I think they're wrong on this story. Here's what they said. Following PR crisis, PayPal again updates TOS, hoping you won't notice. 
They say as far as PR crises go, PayPal has gotten itself into quite a predicament. On October 8th, the company updated its terms of service to include a clause enabling it to withdraw $2,500 from users' bank accounts simply for posting anything the company deems as misinformation or offensive. Unsurprisingly, the backlash was instant and massive. Who would have guessed that the consumers don't want a company to, take, to police their speech and threaten to drain their bank accounts? Aside from the fact that the clause is a fool's errand because there's literally no way for the company to legitimately determine what is or isn't misinformation. Okay, full stop, guys. They would, it, it, it actually said at their discretion. So he goes on to say it's another case of big tech overreach. So a lot of people are pointing it out. But let me, let me do this. Here's PayPal's actual user agreement. It says if you are, a, this is current right now. I just Googled it. If you are a current seller and receive funds for transactions that violate the acceptable use policy, then in addition to being subject to the above actions, you will be liable to PayPal for the amount of PayPal's damages caused by your violations of the acceptable use policy. You acknowledge and agree that $2,500 US per violation of the AUP is presently a reasonable minimum estimate of PayPal's actual damages, including but not limited to internal administrative costs incurred, blah, blah, blah. So, so, th- so there it is. They're not saying right now they are going to deduct it from your account, but it is there. And right now, uh, so this is an archive from two years ago, which basically says the exact same thing. You acknowledge and agree that $2,500 per, you know, per uh, violation is the is reasonable minimum estimate. Here's what they determine currently to be unacceptable. They, uh, the promotion of hate, violence, racial, or other forms of intolerance that is discriminatory or the financial exploitation of a crime. So, of course, that's at their discretion. So let me just stress right now. And, you know, admittedly, this is at risk to us. We still have many members of our website, TimCast.com, who are using PayPal. If that's you, I recommend you uh, sign up using Parallel Economy. Send send an email to members at TimCast.com. We will do our best to help you get switched over. It's not partic- It's not super easy, but uh, we used to use PayPal. We removed it from the website, but there are still many people who still do use it. It's still there. If you are using PayPal, you need to find an alternative. I recommend Parallel Economy. That's Dan Bongino's company. They got a lot of work to do to get set up. It's not as easy with, you know, PayPal, you click, you open an account, it's done. That's why they dominate. But we've got to get away from this stuff because right now they said it right there. You agree that 2500 bucks is reasonable damages if you espouse discriminatory speech. What does that mean? Does that mean if I say something like, um, on average, I would prefer a male firefighter to save me over a female one? Look, like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to play games. I think there, there's a, there, it doesn't matter if you're a male or a female if you want to be a firefighter. But on average, based on muscle mass, bone density, and height, it's probably going to be you preferring a male. What I mean by that is there are six-foot-tall women who are super strong. I'll tell you this. I would rather see a six foot tall woman than a five foot tall man if I was trapped in a burning building and needed help. However, typically you're going to see the height skew. Men are going to be taller and more muscle mass. If I say that was PayPal going to boot us from the web, from, from our website, are they going to kick off our customers? Are they going to charge me now 2,500 bucks per customer? What is this stupid game? Well, it's per violation. And they're right. saying that if you, that one of the things they're saying is that if you incur damage to PayPal's brand, so if I tell people to cancel their PayPal account, I'm technically they could say, hey, every every time that that was uttered, every t- play that video had, if I have 10,000 views, every every one of those views counts towards an instance of the violation of of denouncing our brand. Like, 
I'm canceling my PayPal account tonight. I've yeah. been using it for 20 and, years. And, and, I'm and, done and, with it. And, and I want to stress, it does say PayPal may deduct such damages directly from any existing balance in any PayPal account you control. So let me stress right now at PayPal.com, they say they may deduct at minimum $2,500 if you engage in a variety of activities, including discriminatory speech, promotion of hate. Yeah. Now, who gets to decide what is discriminatory speech? Who gets to decide what is, quote, hate? Why are these rules so general, vague, and, and to the point where it could be interpreted in so many different ways? They do that because, again, this is akin to a social credit score. They know PayPal is one of the biggest online banking institutions on the entire internet. And right now, they're saying, we could do whatever we want. We want to steal money from you? We will, which is absolutely crazy. Will they find me for having a PayPal account right now? Maybe. Who knows? That's how vague these rules are. And again, PayPal has been becoming more of an activist organization more and more. They work with the SPLC, a discredited organization that has been successfully sued before for defaming defaming people, for lying about people. They, they actually moved out of North Carolina because North Carolina decided to have a policy where they said biological sex individuals, people have to use bathrooms based on their biological sex. So they're acting more and more like an organization that wants to, of course, play political games and push their political ideas rather than, of course, just be a bank. Just I, be a bank for, for freak's sakes. It's not that I, hard. I just want to point out, it's funny that this policy has been in place for years and no one knew. It was so, kinda, but, but it's like nobody actually read the terms of in condition. It was kind of like terms. when Zuckerberg went on Rogan and was like, yeah, the FBI asked us to censor. And no one really, like, it was obvious. We all kind of knew that for the last few years since he testified. But it was like, I think Mines tweeted out, Bill Ottman tweeted it out. It was like, yo, everyone... Focus on this because that's crazy. Well, everyone focus on this PayPal clause. Can they did they say they can also take twenty five hundred dollars out of your bank account out of your PayPal account? It also says items that are considered obscene. Obscene by who? Mm -hmm. Yeah, really? Like like I don't even want to start well, talking you, about sexual the, toys. <laughs> the other layer here is is not just all right. What are what are they going to punish here? Discriminatory speech, hate speech, but damage to their brand, which they're saying, well, we can't really tell you what the damage to our brand is. So we're going to put in this little liquidated damages clause for twenty five hundred dollars. So not only are they determining what's hate speech, what's discriminatory, but also what's damaging to their brand, which none of it's going to be damaging to their brand. But they put that in there as just another layer for them to enforce it and saying, well, this is why we need to do it. There, these rules are damaging to their brand. It also <laughs> says, Luke, you might want to earmuffs this one. It, it says uh, content that relates to uh, transactions involving ammunition, firearms or certain firearm parts or accessories. Blasphemy. Absolutely <laughs> horrible. I mean, that, that right there just shows you how much of a political organization that they are, how they're just playing, again, social justice warrior politics that they're trying to push for the forefront. In reality, people just want to bank. People just want to use finance. People just want to, uh, to be able to trade and barter and, of course, make money and sell money and, and, and sell products. Why are we having to deal with all this nonsense? Why are they putting these rules into place? That's a question that I think a lot of PayPal users should be asking themselves today. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
it, I used to feel like I needed a PayPal account because paying online was really a, a hassle. I'd have to put in my bank card. I'd have to put in this. Now uh, that data saved for me. I don't need to go through. It's like, do I want to pay with my card that's saved in Steam or do I want to pay with PayPal? It's like 50-50 coin toss. I don't need PayPal. I don't need it for anything at the moment. I don't, nothing. And then they have things like Stripe, which are, which are doing the exact same function. Newer, better. So, so privately that, that, owned. That's why we use Stripe and we, we, we default parallel economy. So if you want to become a member at TimCast.com, using parallel economy supports the company, which is Dan Bongino's company. We use Rumble infrastructure for everything and you support us directly. So I'm very excited about parallel well, we economy. Too. I got a question. I mean, I see a copy of uh, Gender Queer there. Does, does that mean that somebody would violate PayPal's rules if they, um, you know, sell that book or promote yes. that book online? Well, yep, that, it's deter right. only determined by the people that are running PayPal, right. unfortunately. Yeah. No, no we, technically, yes, but it does say uh, sexually oriented materials or services. Well, it says, it says certain, but it's, it's obscene. A lot of people consider that obscene. So if someone, if they use PayPal to transact for that, wait, doesn't, can't you use PayPal for Amazon or no? Can you? I think you so. Can. Yeah, I think you can. Oh, we got a problem here, PayPal. Let me check. Amazon is outright violating your policies because Amazon sells a whole lot. I haven't used it in a while, but. I'm going to do it right now and see if I can pull up a PayPal. Cool. Man, I've, loved, I've had PayPal for 20 years. Why are these companies getting political? Is, are well, they, PayPal's always been bad. Well, Elon started the thing. Elon yep. and uh, what's his name? Peter Thiel. Peter Thiel. That's how they exploded onto the scene. Well, that's how they got a lot of their, you know, Can you buy money. using PayPal, Ian, on Amazon? You got to be able to, right? I would think so. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure. There's so. also a lot of gun accessories so. on Amazon as well that are available to purchase. Mm, um, but but I think a lot of this correlates so. with the ESG score. It, it could be yeah. people at PayPal being like, hey, we want more investment money. Hey, we want more Federal Reserve BlackRock money. Hey, how do we do that? Let's just do exactly what they want us to do and implement the ESG social credit score system where, of course, we comply, we push all the woke nonsense, we push all the politicking onto the individuals, and we make sure that, of course, we play along with the game that the globalists and other centralized bankers want us to play. I do not see uh, PayPal on Amazon, to be honest. I, oh, okay, maybe not. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not, because otherwise they'd be violating their own policies. Well, let's talk about the solutions, man. Solutions, baby. Take a, let's, uh, let's take a look at this story here. From TimCast.com, Elon Musk tweets video entering Twitter headquarters, updates bio to chief twit as deal nears closing. This is huge. Let me, let's me let see if I can... Uh, you can't really see the video. It's very small. But it's just uh, Elon Musk laughing as he carries a sink into Twitter. And he says, entering Twitter HQ, let that sink in. <laughs> Ha 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 ha! Now I get it. Wow, That's he's right. the cheesiest dad jokes, man. <laughs> but he earned it. What's so it? he's not throwing the kitchen sink at it. This is about let it sink in. This is all for that. All for the joke. All for the I sink guess. In. Or is he going to wash the wash the dishes? Is he going to clean the place up? I mean, is it all these? He's going to fire seventy five percent of the staff. Did you see the demands? They sent a demand. Yeah, they were ludicrous. Musk. But they was like they weren't asking him to do stuff. They were just demanding that he does. They stuff. were like, what were the demands? Don't fire us. It was for like, real, yeah. It was like let us work from home. I think don't was be racist. One. Don't be racist was one of them. Don't stop oh. us from working from home. Don't be politically biased. That was my favorite one. Oh wow! See, that's exactly what it is. Colin Wright tweeted this. He was like, "It's going to be funny when all the woke left flip and now support or, or and now demand the government intervene to stop private companies from setting their own rules. Demand preservance of benefits. Um, demand leadership ensure fair severance for all workers." 
demand, transparent, prompt, thoughtful communication around the working blah, conditions. Blah, blah, Some blah. of these you would think he's going to do anyway, but as soon as you start demanding of your owner, like what well, you should probably you know what he should do? He should turn off Twitter from like I don't I don't know what like five to seven every night. He just just turns it off <laughs> That'd be great. and it's like everybody you have to watch something else you can't use twitter I'm go read a off. book go read a book yeah he turns it off for two hours calm down everybody go on and then everyone just starts like shaking and they're getting ah no if he did that they just go to instagram or something yeah. or they demand that he he preserves the current head count they demand right. that he doesn't fire them what in the heck kind of demand uh, you know is that? i'm really jealous of elon musk you know why because he gets to fire these people like just imagine how much fun that would be no, no, for everybody doesn't. Imagine you're Elon and you walk into Twitter HQ and you get to walk through the whole building. You can, you're a billionaire, so you can fly in a private jet to any one of your satellite offices and you get to walk through and just look someone right in the eye and go, you, get out. It's lucky, you know? These people making the demands, I mean, what were, what were their home lives like when they were kids? Were they making demands of their parents? Were their parents, yes. you know, just fully saying... Sure, I probably, yeah. yeah right? I mean, we see you lots know, of parents doing that. Snow, snowplow parenting. When the parents bulldoze everything out of, out of the path of the kid. So these, these kids grew up with no obstacles and they expect to be handed everything. Mm -hmm. That's why they're confused. The government isn't just giving them free food. It's why they say things like, there's more empty houses than homeless people. So let's just put them in the empty houses. And then you're like, hey, do you know what one plus one equals? Like, you put, a, you, put a, you put a mentally ill person in a house, how long until the house burns down, falls apart, who's supporting, who's sustaining it, who's paying taxes, who's funding it, who's going to cover the cost of the fire department. These people don't think these things through. And it's because their parents walk them through everything without giving them any obstacles. And what, participation trophies everywhere they go. That one of, one I, of the things Elon's talked about is uh, not letting people remote into work as much. And I, I worked social media and I found like that was the best part of the job was being able to work from home at my own, on my own time limit. And we didn't have to be in the office together. So it, it was like, and then we actually, we got an office in Brooklyn and it was just an expenditure we didn't need it. We found out after a year, we were like, why do we even have this thing? We don't need it. So I, I don't know. I, I hope that he's open to letting people work remote, but he, he thinks that, I think what he said is that unless if the people aren't there to have oversight over that, they don't work properly. And that might be a good argument. Why, why let people work remote? I mean, I, I understand there's some circumstances where it's probably fine, but most people probably shouldn't. Commuting is, is lengthy. It's time consuming and expensive. Too bad. And so is having an office if you don't need one. If you don't want to be here, you probably shouldn't be. That's what I always say. So, when, you know, if, if there's somebody who's like, man, I want to work at the company, but I'd rather not be there. I'll be like, well, then you're not going to work here. I don't get it. Like you want people who, who are passionate about the project they're working on. Like, right? um, oh, yeah, for sure. So, so right now you have millennials and Gen Z quiet quitting. Have you guys heard of this? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, all the time. yeah. They're basically like, it's a combination of ideas. One way I've heard it described when they're trying to make it, you know, politically correct is it's not not working. It's just doing exactly what you're asked. And it's like, okay, well, that's nothing. That's called doing your job. Well, we're saying is don't go above and beyond. It's like, okay, yeah, well, you know, no one's making you do that. Some might ask you, but if you don't want to, fine. But typically, quiet quitting was referring to people who were quitting working without saying anything to keep getting paid as long as possible until they got fired. Mm -hmm. That's the mentality of these people. So that's what's happening right now at Twitter. A good majority of the people who work there probably do not do work. Wasn't that the Veritas thing? That, that audio where yep. someone's like, I work four hours a week? 
This is going to be very exciting. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm optimistic about this. I'm skeptical because the man still wants to sell robots and put brain chips inside of your, your skull. But at the same time, he did tweet today that he's, quote, a big fan of citizen journalism. He also tweeted how citizen journalism is dismantling the establishment bias and then went on a tirade and went as far as to even call the New York Times a, quote, chaotic actor causing problems in our society. So uh, he didn't say that exactly. He said that, uh, you know, just in the general sense sense of what he was saying here. So so I'm excited for what he's going to be doing. I'm excited for the opportunities that are, that are going to be presented because he's he's essentially promising free speech. He's essentially saying, "Hey, the establishment has gotten it wrong. A lot of people have been censored before. We need free speech more than ever. I'm willing to put billions of dollars into this. What's going to be the result of this? I don't know. I, I hope it's going to at least help mend a lot of the bigger problems in our society because I think it can. Because the larger divide and conquer agenda that has been pushed on everyone, the, the larger disinformation, the larger censorship efforts have been causing a net negative towards our society. You could solve all of that just by allowing people to talk freely and with him already cheering on citizen journalism independent journalism trying to of course promote people who are trying to hold big powers accountable highlights how this could potentially be something that could be amazing and world changing yeah i think that what one of the things that'll happen is that twitter uh parlor when kanye buys parlor and minds with bill altman's minds are going to federate and interoperate start to interoperate along with rumble chris pavlovsky's rumble which is already working with starlink to uh, interlink their servers and Starlink's networking de- uh, capabilities to get global internet. Um, and actually, solar internet. Like, we're going to have it planet to planet. We're going to have interplanetary internet. Jack- and you have all these networks start to be able to interoperate. Jack Dorsey wants Twitter to be a protocol, meaning that you're unbannable, it's decentralized, everybody can post, no one has control over what you say. And the only thing that can happen is if it's illegal, then the police can deal with it. If Elon Musk does implement that, we know that Jack Dorsey was talking with him behind the scenes before he decided to buy this, mm-hmm. then there's a strong possibility Elon does move towards making it a protocol. It does then merge, in a sense, with, with Minds as a node or with Rumble, Gab, uh, um, Parler, Truth Social even. And then the way it would work is, and this is the way it absolutely should be, you have a Twitter account. It's Twitter servers. So they could, they could ban you on their server. But if you turn it into a protocol... Your username goes onto whichever server you want it to be on. So if you're using Gab's servers, you know they're not going to ban you unless you dock someone or violate uh, or break the law. So you're like, I'd rather be hosted there. But I'm on Twitter. I can follow Ian at Gab.com. And then I get Ian's tweets on Twitter, even though he's posting on Gab. And Twitter has no say in it. It's almost like reverse RSS, I suppose. It could be like, That's the way it should be. He's also talking about uh, allowing end-to-end encryption when it comes to private messages. And as an independent content creator, as an as a independent journalist, I- I'm going to pretty much go all in. I'm going to invest my time. And I think this is going to also move the market in a way that, that I think is worth talking about. Because if you have a platform providing free speech, providing something that all the other big big tech social media platforms aren't providing, he's going to push the needle. He's going to be very competitive in the market because now Facebook, Instagram, all these other large corporations, uh, Google, YouTube, we're going to be looking at him like, hey, we can't hide the cat in the bag anymore. Hey, 
you know, these ideas are still being expressed. They're not being censored here. The more we censor them, the more obvious it becomes, because now on Twitter, we have a platform that, of course, is allowing the truth to actually get out there, allowing real conversations to get out there without an algorithm, without bannings, without censorship, without restrictions on speech. This is going to, I think, in my opinion, if this is done as Elon Musk says he wants it to be done, shift the market in a net positive when it comes to overall freedoms and speech. I got to throw this out there because I, I, I would be, I have to. Elon Musk, Joe Rogan, me, let's talk about Twitter's rules, censorship. It'll be the Twitter, the Twitter Rogan episode 2.0. I, I obviously, you know, I'd love to make that happen because I'm the lowest on the totem pole of, the, of of them. Elon, of course, the richest guy on the planet. Joe Rogan, the biggest podcast on the planet. Then the little old me. So I'll, I'll I'll say what you know. Hey, come on, guys. Like, let's let's get a show going. Um, I'd imagine they probably care very little, but I do think it would be really epic to sit down and discuss Twitter's and Twitter's internal policies, plans, bias, censorship. Imagine this. If you guys watched when I was on Joe Rogan, this is back in like 2019 with Vijay Gotti and Jack Dorsey, and everything I said and everything they said, give Elon Musk a month or two of actually going through the internals, then sitting back down and saying, okay, Elon, which of what they said was true and which of what they said was a lie? And then have Elon just oh. be like, oh, they said this, that was a lie. They said this, that was a lie. And then to go through policy, procedure, philosophy, ideology, it would be incredible. But we're also we're also going to find out what was. I, I think this is a big possibility of finding out how else was was Twitter manipulated. We're going to find out about the bots. We're going to find out what they were doing. We're going to find out about their algorithm. We're going to see what an uncontrolled social media platform is, yeah. unless the FBI, DOJ, and U.S. intelligence agencies come to Elon Musk and kind of proverbially put the gun to him and say, hey, you're going to do what we want you to do. Look at, look, look at this. Drew Hernandez says, apparently leftists are fleeing to this new Twitter alternative called Tribal Social Network. Wow, dude. They've posted that they don't censor. They just have an algorithm that bans bigotry. It's like, <laughs> oh, okay, okay, dude, like, cool. go for it. I don't care. I hate So, so you could say two plus two equals five. That's right. <laughs> All right. I, I, I don't know. It's you, uh, entertaining. I, I wanted me. to piggyback off of your uh, idea from earlier, Tim, about being able to log into your Twitter account and follow me on Minds, for instance. And I think it'll even be better than that in that you'll be able to log. Basically, your account will be your wallet. It'll be like your, your uh, crypto wallet, like a MetaMask account or something like that. And you'll log into social networks with your wallet. And that will also help you bypass things like PayPal or your bank, like a banks and things like that. These these weird like top down authority figures trying to eyeball your accounts, um, and it'll 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 create kind of a a parallel economy, so to speak, a parallel culture. Yeah, for sure. It's like the fist coming breaking out of the ground of dirt. You know, it's it's awesome. I'm down. All right, let's talk politics, man. Let's get into it because last night we sat here begrudgingly listening to John Fetterman fail to speak. Terrible. It was horrifying. It was yeah. horrifying. And now we have this from TimCast.com. Supporters double down on Fetterman, accuse critics of ableism and bullying. Did you guys see the view clips when they were like, I thought the Hippocratic Oath was do no harm. Dr. Oz was bullying Fetterman. Bullying? He was having a debate. It's a political debate. He's supposed to be like, you're wrong, John. Did, at, at any point, did Dr. Oz say Fetterman has brain damage? No. What are they talking about? These people have lost the plot. They're willing to they're they're willing to put in a guy who clearly his brain does not work. Welcome to modern politics. I suppose they hate you so much. They and and I, and I mean this. I'm not trying to. There's not an emotional dig or anything. It's 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 factual. They hate Republicans. They hate Trump. They hate MAGA. 
to the degree that they would vote for someone like John Fetterman. Did you watch the debate? Oh, Ian? I absolutely watched the debate. Okay. It was it was tough to watch. Yeah. yeah I mean, difficult. you know, we're talking about somebody that's going to be one of 100 senators in the United States Senate, potentially, that said he's going to vote, you know, to break the filibuster, to end the legislative filibuster. And this is someone who cannot answer a question on his point of view for fracking and explain were you lying then are you lying now or did your position evolve we got no answer i mean we got a long pause no answer and for people to say well it's it's ableism i mean it's the same people that said you know when mike pence was debating kamala harris you know if he challenged her on something well then that was mansplaining right (laughs) it's the same thing if you're a conservative and you actually argue your points and they can somehow you know, turn it into, well, we, we really can't argue what you, with what you said, or that argument isn't really going to work. So we're going to, you know, say you're, you're mansplaining, you're an ableist, um, you're, you're racist, you're um, uh, insurrectionist, whatever. I mean, just pick from the, the cookie jar of, of things to throw out there. What is ableism? It's discrimination against someone who is differently abled. I'm going to make an ableist t-shirt out of all these discussions about ableists. Hey, hell yeah. Give like, me one Two plus two equals five, you ableist. So it's yeah. specifically I'm going to make an able like full shirt that only has like one or mm. no sleeves. <laughs> well, as I understand ableism, it's... I, I wasn't supposed to be a joke. I'm, I'm like, are, are there people who have like one arm? You know, do they wear shirts with an empty sleeve? Like, what, are there shirts that just don't have one? I mean, that'd be cool, right? It would be cool, actually. Yeah, able not ableist what's i guess that that's yeah that's the thing they're still ableist? able those people are still able the whole disabled like yeah things might be more challenging but you're still able right you, know, you still got yeah. your abilities but that's the pc idea the, the d- disabled just referred to someone who has a disability they used to call them cripple i mean the word they call them invalids yeah the words have <laughs> evolved over the years it's it, you, george carlin nailed it yeah, you guys ever see that bit where he's like post-traumatic stress disorder we used to call it shell shock. But then the words keep getting more and more verbose. The phrases get longer and longer. He, he, I think he mentions invalid. That, 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 but then people are like, no, 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 you can't say that. That's a, that. That means invalid. We can't say that. So then they create new words like retarded. But then Moron. apparently those become yeah. offensive. And now d- there's disabled, meaning you have a disability. It just meant like you didn't have your, your hand was injured. Your foot was injured. Your eye, your ear. Because on average, a person has two eyes, two ears, two arms, two feet, two legs, etc. And and now that's offensive. So now it's you're not disabled. You're just differently abled. That's not true, man. Come on, this PC is so dumb. If you ha- if if the average person has two hands and then someone loses a hand, that's not differently abled. It's disabled. I got no. Pro- what's what's the deal? I guess if someone's born with three hands, they're more abled. Whatever. It just depends on how society's geared to function. Because if you have like twenty seven hands, you're you're that's a form of a disability because it'd be hard to navigate. Well, the PC no progression language. You could climb trees and stuff. You nailed it, right? So I remember 20 years ago, I'm, I'm law school, reading the case, Oliver Wendell Holmes. He's going through the categories of mentally disabled people at the time, at the time, which is you know the early 1900s. And you had moron, idiot, and imbecile. Right. And those were the three different categories. But then they became associated with you know, they, you can't use those anymore. So then they, they came up with the term mentally retarded, right? That eventually now you can't use that. So we move on to something else. And then whatever we're on now, divergent. you're not, yeah, you're not going to be able to use that in 20 years. Handy that's going to be over, you know, that's going to be over too. So we'll find out a new term. I mean, well, it's, well, it's, well, so neurodivergent is what they use for mental ailments. Yeah. But the problem with that is divergent implies not normal. So you can't say that. Right. I'm, 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 I'm setting it early. Let's make neurodivergent extremely offensive because it implies 
there are people who are not normal. You're not divergent. You are the way God created you, right? There's no word you can use for anything where you cannot find something. Offensive. Right, exactly. If you're one of those people that are perpetually offended, you're going to get offended by every word that is either in the dictionary now or will be in the next you know, my, millennia. My, my favorite was uh, Wimixen and women. Do you, do you know about the <laughs> Wimixen thing? No. So it's woman, but oh, it's, oh, yeah, yeah. instead of E-N, it's X-N. And they said the X means it's inclusive of all women. And then people were like, what, what do you mean inclusive all women? Women are women. And they were like, oh, but like Wimixen means, you know, like women of color and trans women. And then other leftists were like, are you saying that they aren't women and don't just fall <laughs> under the word woman? And then fighting broke out. One organiz organization said not using the X was offensive. The other said using it was offensive. Then somebody used an I, then somebody used a Y. And then here we are. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Got no idea. This is, look, this is idle hands, the devil's playground. These people have nothing to do with their lives. They have no skills, no talents, no passions. So they make up fake garbage to fight for because they have nothing else. They have no great war. They have no great challenge. That's it. Many of them don't have kids. If they had kids, they'd be too busy to be doing, with the, yeah. doing these things. They need a boogeyman. If they don't have a boogeyman, they have no one to fight. Mm -hmm. And since, you know, the, the, there's a more demand for, for sexism, racism, than there actually is supply of it. And I think that's very clear, especially with this latest uh, kind of... Uh, bastardization of our language, especially when you see just how new speak it is, how Orwellian it is exactly almost from 1984. But but back on the Fetterman kind did, of topic did you, here. Did you see this real quick? No, I didn't. That Fetterman blamed the captioning device? Oh, wow. Okay, I'm just going to say it because I, I, I've been saying this. The captioning device isn't going to work. The technology is not that advanced. It is hard for computers to transcribe voice to text well. So I knew this was going to happen. They're blaming it. Nexstar came back out and said, hey, like we gave you the special technology you asked for. I'm going to put it this way. Fetterman's campaign said the, the, the captions were filled with errors right there. Filled with errors. OK, you should not be in that job because there's no technology better than the live news captioning system. It's like having some of blurry vision be a fighter pilot. You wouldn't do well, it. What was very interesting is seeing Fetterman raise almost a million dollars from his performance last night. I actually watched Philip DeFranco, and, and he talked about this. He admitted hey, he didn't do that well, but he really wants him to win. That's what he said in DeFranco his broadcast. Said DeFranco said that what today in his broadcast. What is wrong with these people? And then DeFranco and Hassan both today were talking about how horrible Dr. Oz is because Dr. Oz didn't allow journalists to actually record the, the the screen that actually projected the words on there and they weren't able to fact check exactly what was on there and it's Dr. Oz that's responsible Why is for, he responsible? That's what they're, they're pointing the finger at him because he denied uh, Fetterman to have journalists looking at the screen to fact check that it was accurate. I that's the argument that they're making People today. forget how cutthroat things are in, yeah. in the world sometimes. Um, I don't know what about like playing softball for global political dominance is not a victory strategy. This look, I've been I, you guys ready? You got your shot glasses ready? This is why I've been talking about civil war for so long. A sane, rational human being is looking at the facts and saying, please, I want to be correct. You know, what do I if I make a mistake? Let me know. These people don't do that for Phil DeFranco to come out 
For, I'm, I'm sorry, Phil, not just you, but for anyone to come out and be like, Fetterman actually didn't, it wasn't that bad, you know? I, you know there, there's like Slate wrote, actually, Fetterman did pretty well. The Philly Inquirer saying he did great. Like, yo, any sane human watched that and went, wow. Yeah, forget yeah. that he had a stroke. Well, just well, watch it without the yeah. idea that he had a stroke. Well, DeFranco brought up that he didn't do that well, but he still, out of that performance, came out on his show and said, I really hope uh, Fetterman wins. I got that's, that's, that's my point. Yeah. They hate you so much, facts be damned. They would put a man who can't understand words, can't speak, and would blame his assisted listening device. If, if bro, if you, th- th- they're tweeting out, as a senator, all you got to do is say yay or nay so Fetterman can do the job. That is not the job yeah. of a senator. You have to represent the state to the federal government. They would they, they are gutting and burning the system to the ground. So I do not see a scenario where we move forward as a country when you have these psychopaths saying, you know what? I don't want to be on the outside, and I assume this is the inside, so I'm not backing away from this. Yeah. We're coming to a point where it's going to be clear as day. With, with all the polling, with all the projections, let's assume they're right. Maybe they're not. Maybe, maybe Democrats really are going to win. I have no idea. If Republicans do win, if, and it's a landslide, and we see more of Democrats agreeing with Republicans and independents, these people still will not back down because they're in a circular firing squad, as Obama calls it. Phil DeFranco will never admit Fetterman should not be in office, and Dr. Oz is tepid. At the, at, at the very least, he's, he's, he's middle of the road celebrity doctor. Is that the worst you could do? No, there's worse. But he would rather say Fetterman because he knows he's got leftist activists with their finger on the, ba- on the flag button who are going to ban him on social media unless he says what they demand he say. I got to I gotta bring it back to John Fetterman because, John, you got to, re- oh, first of all, man, heal. Heal up. Your family needs you, your wife, your kids. They need you, man. And, it, you know, do your best and if that means that you need to to heal for three years Uh do it but like it's important to keep the compassion for john alive we want him to i want him to be healthy but i also we're voting for a senator right now so let's put all our cards on the table forget about the past look at that debate as is without knowing any prior he has this past she has this he has this injury like fetterman was stuttering and bumbling and, and vacant for much of it I don't want a senator that's stumbling, bumbling, and vacant. And at one point, the, the moderator did say, Oz, question, question, question. But it was actually meant for John Fetterman. And there's a long pause, and John was like, oh, oh. So that's on the, the moderator. No, they, they, there's they, one instance where she said Oz and then asked Fetterman the question. And John was really confused. Uh, it's about two-thirds oh. of the way through the interview. But and maybe that's why he froze up because he's reading. There is one instance, but he froze up on other ones, too, where she directly asked him things. There was a seven-second break in one question oh, where yeah. he just phrases like, and you can actually count. And I, I, I went on the timestamp. It's the one where he goes, oh, and then answers yes, it. That's yes, the one where she says Oz first. Yeah. Let's, let, 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 me, let me jump to this projection because uh, here it is right here from Real Clear Politics. Battle for the Senate. Real Clear Politics has Republicans winning 53 seats, Democrats 47. Pennsylvania, they are saying Oz is going to win. And no question. They're saying no question. They're also saying Georgia, Arizona, and Nevada. There you go. Well, you know, what's interesting about that 53 number is it's bad for Democrats, obviously, in 2022, but it's awful for Democrats in 2024 because that map is very disadvantageous for Democrats in 2024. I mean, you look at places like New Hampshire, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, uh, Montana, Georgia, specifically. uh, Georgia. I don't know if Georgia is up in 2024. Michigan, 
Wisconsin, Minnesota, all those states. They're gonna lose more seats in two years. They put up Fetterman. You know, he's gonna be the guy that breaks the filibuster. Republicans are gonna need a filibuster in, in after twenty twenty four if things break their way in these next two election cycles. Now they may Let's, not, but you know this is this is what happens. I got it. I really do think there are two things you can say to somebody. Let's aim in 2024. Is it, I don't know if it's possible. Do you, know, do you know how many Senate seats are up in 2024? It's got to be a third. Democrat. It's a third. A third. Okay, yeah, so, third, is it, third. so it's possible that we could see 60 Republican seats. We need, we need what, like 63 or something. Let's get, let's get 66 Republican seats in the Senate and then just, you know, run roughshod. Just, just pass all the bills, ban all the garbage. And I think maybe if you go to people right now and say gas prices, that's number one. But the other thing is, while you're talking to people and you go like, gas prices are really, really hurting you, right? Let me show you this. You know, I got this thing here about gas prices and like, oops, I accidentally pressed play on this video of Biden supporting sex changes for children. I think those two issues are going to make people jump ship because when CBS did their panel with a Democrat, Republican and Independent, what did the Democrat woman say? I've got a bunch of kids and what's happening in these schools is bad and I don't like it. I was talking to my mother over the weekend. I went back to her house to hang out for a few days. And Becky, I'm going to put you on blast. She, I was like, you know, Biden grabbing young women and smelling them and like telling that one girl, wait till you're 30 before you get into a serious relationship. Like that's scummy, dirty. And if I went to the park and did that to a little kid, I'd probably get thrown in jail. She's like, he did not. So I showed her the video. I showed her the picture. She's like, he shouldn't be touching little kids. <laughs> <laughs> he should not be. It's, but the media is not going to show you that. It's up to us. It's, and that's why Elon buying Twitter, that's an October surprise. What if one week before the election, Alex Jones, Miley Yiannopoulos, Laura Loomer, Donald Trump, they all come back and then, and then they're surfing on that red tsunami. I wonder if that'll have an impact. I mean, these are loud voices. I, think I mean, there's it. a reason they were censored. There's a reason, you know, not just right wingers, but also people on the left. A lot of anti-establishment types were censored because they're not censored because they were wrong. They're censored because they were a threat towards the current narrative, towards the current agenda. And they needed to silence those voices in order to make sure that their agenda, their narrative could go through without even question, without even being questioned, without being stopped at all. And I think this is why we had so much lunacy during the last two and three years, because no one could have challenged it. You challenged it, you got banned right away. This is, again, why I see Twitter as a net positive possibly moving forward well you know it, it's interesting you talk about that focus group right and people saying this this stuff that that's going on in schools well look it's been out there for a long time now but it's just it, it could never get traction on social media it could never get traction in the mainstream media because they didn't want to talk about it they didn't want to offend the far left that thought this was all great but where it all starts to come out is when you've got you know little johnny with his chromebook sitting home from school and then mom and dad also sitting home from school working and they're like what we never heard about this. And then people start digging in and then you start activating all these people and you cannot you cannot un unring that bell right now. And so that is that is an exact point when you have gas prices where they are, inflation where it is, you know, threat of war with Russia over Ukraine. And he's talking to, you know, a, a guy that's pretending to be a girl in the White House. I mean, come on. No, Who I watches think, that I, I and think says that person is faking it. Dylan, 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 no, Dylan Mulvaney is intentionally trying to insult trans people and women. And there's nothing anyone can say to convince me otherwise. Yeah. Blair White said, no, I know people who know him. And, and, you know, Dylan is actually trans. And I'm like, there is no like that. I just don't buy it. I think I think Dylan Mulvaney's whole bit. And I've talked we've talked about it a couple times is intentionally trying to insult trans people. It's 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 you look at these videos and you're like, that is 
Look at videos of your average trans person. That is not what Dylan Mulvaney is doing. Like Blair White is, a, is, is an example of a conservative. I think Blair's conservative, I assume, Trump supporting. And then you look at ContraPoints, the two examples, left and right. They do not act like that. This Dylan Mulvaney goes to the White House and says extremely offensive things. Come on, like Dylan Mulvaney made a video about how he's, he's got a bulge and everyone was staring at it. Like that, I'm telling you, man, this person is trying to make trans people, to insult trans people. And, 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 and Dylan's probably laughing every time he puts a video out. Because conservatives are watching it saying, look how crazy they are. And the left is being like, we, we, we better protect it. It's like that, that teacher. You saw the high school teacher with the big fake tits? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Some people are suggesting that was a troll. And I saw I, that. Maybe it was a troll. I'm like, I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, I mean, look, I got to be honest. I mean, maybe society is collapsing. People are losing their minds. But I really think when you look at the, the there are a lot of people who are trans that are not prominent. And you might not even notice. And they've been around for a long time. Then you look at Dylan and everyone assumes that's what trans is. I'm like, no, Dylan is just intentionally, it's a character. It's a caricature. It's a mockery. It's a, it's a, it's it's akin to a minstrel show. And there's nothing anyone can, anyone can say to convince me otherwise. Cause Blair White's not walking around talking about Barbie pouches. Like what, what is that even word? Hiking heels, dude. She doesn't make her personality about her gender. You know, it's a show. Dylan is doing a show. It's fake, fake, fake. Anyway, look, Luke, I got I to gotta ask you this question. Uh-oh. Look at this map. What, is, what am I pointing to right there? What is that? New Hampshire. What, what color is that? Uh, I don't know. I'm, I might be colorblind. I can't, I can't really. What color is it, Luke? What is that? What color is New Hampshire, Ian? Cor- Who's the governor of New Hampshire? It's blue. It's blue? New Hampshire's How blue. is New Hampshire voting a Democrat senator in? Bernie Sanders. No, he's Vermont. He's Vermont. I don't know. Yeah. And he's independent anyway. Who runs that I guess state? I, I don't know much about that race that's happening in the Senate there, but I do know the governor no, there, Sununu. Now, here we have it. Oh. Governor Red. What happened? Oh, New governor. Hampshire. How, I don't understand how you get a red governor and a blue. It, it's the Free State Project. A lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot they, of they, they, they call them mass holes. A lot of people moving up from Massachusetts and uh, changing the landscape there. But, That's uh, right. I don't think it matters what political party you affiliate with, personally. I want good people. I don't care what label you slap on your shirt. Hey, um, I'm still a big fan of the Free State Project. I think they're doing incredible work, and I think a lot of them, especially with the homeschooling network down there, is doing incredible stuff that I think should be replicated and copied everywhere else. Their meetups, their community is awesome, going strong, and doing really, really incredible things. You know, so they're not affiliated red or blue Republican. Democrat. Well, they're they're in the local government. There's a lot of uh, you know free staters in uh, the the state representatives, uh, local governments there that are implementing local laws, local jurisdictions, making sure that you could actually get raw milk, uh, ice cream. That was one of the big hurdles. Making sure that you could carry your firearm when you're on an ATV. And there's a lot of other legal battles, especially when it comes to taxes and tax credits, especially from homeschooling that they did have very significant victories on by coming together and uh, working together on those issues. What was the no gun on an ATV problem they were facing? Uh, New Hampshire had some weird law where you, you couldn't have a gun on a snowmobile or ATV. And uh, they, of course, repealed it with uh, work of the Free State Project in local government. See, this is what's, what, what's, what's brutal is that I pulled up 270 to win state house elections map, only 31 states. So Senate and, and uh, uh, representative state legislatures, it's only 31 states going Republican. New Hampshire, of course, is red. Free State Project. Maine and Minnesota are considered toss-ups, so we'll see. But even then, it's only 33. We need a handful more, man. What do, what do you need, like 30, 37 or something for a convention of states? 
Yeah, I think it was, uh, who was it that we were talking about? Oh, it was uh, Doug Mastriano. I mentioned, hey, convention of states, then we can fix everything. He's like, be careful with that because they can use that against you too. People can call a convention of states and like change laws. They can't outright. You still need to have the gun, vote. Gun rights. So we, we, like we talked to the convention of states guys. They were on the show and they said, that's not what happens. A convention of states allows a, a, a convention to occur where they make proposals and then they have to vote on the changes to the constitution. They don't just do it. Does it go to the... It doesn't go to the Senate, bypasses the Senate. It's the states only. So the state, so it would have to be the Republicans voting. And then my question is, if the Republicans convene a convention of states, is it going to be Republicans banning 2A? Or are they going to be like, we reaffirm and re, you know, re, you know, restate the all? I mean, like the NFA outright violates the Constitution. We just, as a society, just allow these things to happen. The funny thing is, most, I should say the problem is most people don't care about their rights being eroded. That's it. Like, like everyone's being spied on. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares. It's yeah. that subtlety that people don't, it's when you don't perceive it, you know, a little bit of like erosion, slow erosion uh, is unnoticeable almost. But when a big, huge chunk of land breaks off, that type of erosion, everyone freaks out about. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that's one of the points I brought up earlier with like local, local issues, right? Most people are not tuned into what's going on locally. They'll tune into the national stuff because it's on television all the time, right? You need to turn on Fox or CNN or whatever network you want to watch, and they're going to be covering the Senate. They're going to be covering the House. They're going to be covering the presidentials. But maybe you have 10% of people on on the right and 10% of the people on the left in these local elections that actually care. And then they show up to the extent they do in these low turnout local elections, and they're just guessing. They don't know anything about these people because they're not paying attention. They're busy with soccer practice. They're busy with school. They're busy with their day-to-day life. But that's where it all starts, right? All these people that are you know, running for these big offices now all get their start at the school board, the county boards, all these local offices, and they get in there and they start moving on up. And if people don't pay attention to what's going on locally, that's why we're in the problems we're in now. What kind of commitment is it to be local official? I mean, it's, it's low paid. Uh, like if you're a school board member, you get paid $20,000 a year. So you're not doing it for the money. You may be doing it because, you know, you're an activist and you want your policies in place or more likely than not, you you're a political climber and this is your first step to the next step. So you right off the bat, you've got to start, you know, paying the favors that you owe and making sure that you're appeasing your base and, and playing politics at the local level. Do they convene weekly, monthly? Is it every day? How, how often does a school board member, for instance... Uh, every two weeks you do like what like six hours they do they do like a yeah about a six hour public meeting and then they have committee meetings which are often you know they could be virtual they could be in person it is a lot of work for them to do it um so you know when you have people doing it it's i, I kind of break it down as to you've got the true activists you've got the political climbers you've got the people that are actually went there to, because they believe in in public service and then you got the people that believe in public service but have been so beaten down by the first two that they're just you know checking in and checking out and that's what local government looks like so should we pay a million bucks will that make sure that the people are there for the paycheck and not for the activism I don't know. <laughs> I don't think that's a real solution. I just think that it's always going to be activists. The problem is, where are our activists who want right. to be there? Yeah, I'm doing the show personally. Like you're doing a show. What are you, what doing, what are you doing here, Ian? Maybe you should be out <laughs> running know, for office. I'm thinking, um, but I do think shows like this are massively influential because you can get a lot of people to vote the way you want them to vote when 10,000 people yeah. or 100,000 people hear your voice. Although Nightly. imagine, you know, 10 years from now, Ian's governor of West Virginia. And we're like, remember when he was on the show and then he decided, you know, he got to do something. And now he's the governor and 
constitutional carry has been enshrined in the at the federal level. Ian's running for president. You know what I don't like about governorship right now is that they can decide for their state if it's abortion's legal or not. No, One person is no, isn't no, it chosen no. by the government? No, the it's governor not. who who nope. decides? It's state a, legislature. So how many people is that? Depends on the state. In some states it's fifty. Some states it's three hundred. Is the governor involved in that? So depends on the state. Some some yes, some no. Uh, in some states, the way it'll work is the state house will propose a bill. They'll vote on it. If it passes, it goes to the state Senate, who will vote on it. If it passes, it goes to the governor, governor's deck and desk, and he can say veto or uh, assign. Veto, but not in every state. The governor doesn't have veto power. Does the governor have veto power in every state? I don't know state? about every single state. I think like Nebraska is an assembly structure, and some states have like a Senate. I, I don't know. It depends on the state, man. But they basically function like similarly to the to the to the federal government i get edgy over top-down authority but what do you think about governance right now do you think it's like do you like the way it's set up uh yeah i mean it does depend on the state but do i governance generally locally nationally what are we talking statewide about? governance with a governor at the top president at the top of the national government that kind of that kind of setup yeah, I, I, think, I think you need it i mean i think you need you know, it's, it's federalism, right? If, if you have too powerful of a state legislature, you're dealing with the same issues you would have if you didn't have that check and balance at the national level checking Congress, right? If you don't have that at the state level, there's a lot of things that get done at the state level that don't get done at the federal level. The federal government will try and get those done, but most of the consequential stuff that affects your day-to-day -day life happens at the state level. So if you're flipping every, you know, every which way and you don't have those checks and balances in the state government as well, your life's going to be impacted. So we had Ammon Bundy on last week, and he was saying that if he becomes governor, he's going to make uh, abortion illegal, basically. And I, that's just a, a vague, you know, a generalization. Yeah, it's him saying he has a policy plan, and he's going to advocate for it, and then hopefully get to sign advocate it. Advocate for it. I get you. Right. Advocate for it to the, to the legislature. Right. Then they get to decide what to do with it. Okay. Saying, if you get this to my desk, I will sign it. You think you'll ever run for state office? No. Any kind of office? you have any no. aspirations right now? Never. Definitely not. Where are you going to run for? I you? will say right now, there will never be a circumstance where I will ever run for public office. I don't know if I can help people with public. I mean, I bet I could. I think what is the job is a lot of listening. Like you go in and there's 50 other people that want to talk. So you just wait and listen to everybody. The power is going to go to your head. You're going to do mandatory DMT trips for everybody. <laughs> I could see it now. But, I mean, uh, if you do breathing to incite the DMT rush. Yeah, dude. Holotropic breathing. They that's call one it. way of doing it. And you, when I, when I, when I, every single person who turns 18 has to go to an ex, go, go in for extended state DMT. It's like a three day thing where they put you on a, a on a bed with the IV drip for DMT. And then a screen comes out of the floor and it's Ian's face. And he's like, you can do this. I think the Aztecs. I don't want to do this. man. <laughs> you have to do this. <laughs> yeah, the, the Aztecs did that before obsidian ritual cutting hearts out and stuff the resistance like psychedelics the resistance breaks into ian's palace chamber and they're like it's over crossland we're putting an end to and then he hits a button and it sprays dmt out on their faces and they're like ah luke do you have aspirations to run for office i i hate politicians i don't want to hate myself that much and no hell no um i just i just don't see it i i see more positive change being done by 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 media rather than being in a political office yep culture culture is very important. right we've had governor candidates come on the show but i've never been to their governor's mansion i mean i'd go there look around take some pictures well they're just candidates they don't have mansions okay who's more influential you know uh, tucker carlson or like your your local congressman yeah I mean, that's, that's, a, that's like a question a, that I think is worth asking. 
Tucker for sure. Tucker. Yeah. I mean, it depends. Celebrity is celebrity. AOC is a celebrity. She's really like fallen out of the limelight a little bit. The Democrats have really lost any. They haven't got anybody. Like, you know, we said AOC the other day is an A-lister, but it's like she's really not getting the press these days. No, not at all. Yeah, the squad's gone. But the Republicans keep getting it. See, this is the fault of the Democrats who chase after the, the far right, they say. They made it so that Lauren Boebert, MTG, Trump, DeSantis are the news. And now nobody cares about their candidates. So, sorry, guys. You think you'll ever run for office, Ian? No. I mean, I, I, I agree with that. I think that, I mean, first of all, if you run for office, be really good, really good. You need to say, this is what I stand for, and I am not going to let the pressure get to me. Where you start, you know, compromising on your views, and, and then you start, you know, you just lose who you are while you're running for office. And it happens to a lot of people. It doesn't happen to everybody, but you see it happen. Yeah. And I, I see it happen all over the place. Where you're like, oh, well, that person said that because he was in a crowd of people that that think that and doesn't want to lose that vote or she doesn't want to lose yeah. that vote. And then you just, you know, it's it's sort of a natural reaction, I think, for people. And there are other ways to, to sort of influence policy, to influence, you know, culture um, beyond just running for political office. I think you have to have that, that um, a, the right, characteristic right stuff to run for office i've never thought that it, i would be that person. it happened to aoc she was talking about how big and bad the military industrial complex was now she's one of their biggest supporters and funders right these people are pathological liars this is why i i, I hate election right. season they're lying through their teeth they're full of crap on almost every single issue and i don't care if you're a democrat or a republican there's very few people that are able to actually impress me and talk about the real legitimate issues that actually matter instead of just giving me general platitudes that don't amount to jack-ish and only amount to them trying to get you to support them. And whenever you're a human being that puts your power, your energy, when, whenever you put someone else above yourself, you're committing an act that that shouldn't be respected. You shouldn't be a simp for politicians. You should believe in yourself. You should empower yourself. And at the end of the day, one person who's going to fix all your problems, it's not going to be that politician. It's going to be you when you decide you had enough of the bullcrap and you're going to make changes and decisions in your life that actually benefit you instead of giving up all of your power to Mr. Douchebag or Mr. Turd Sandwich. But, but isn't it just so much easier just to not think about it, Lou? No. Just, just give up. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, when, when when you see the atrocities, when you see so many human beings being poisoned, being screwed over, being absolutely robbed of their wealth, robbed of their futures, no, it's it's not easy because the amount of hurt that politicians are putting on the American people doesn't amount to any form of laziness or convenience that just by voting them in. But I, I wonder if that's just part of the system, the structure of the system that people have. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Because you're saying like every, almost every politician becomes some sort of scum. And that's an extreme most, way. Predominantly most. And is that, I wonder if it's all of them, either that's a problem with humanity, which may be, but I don't, I want to think better than that. That it's a problem with the way the system's set up that people, all of a sudden they get some votes and now they're more, they have more power than you. Maybe it should be that they have 
ability to alter. What were you going to say? Yeah, so I, so I liken it to this, right? So you've got your your network uh, shows, right? Your your sort of mass uh, consumption sitcoms, and they're on broadcast, right? And they do well, and a lot of politicians are like that. But then you have your really good shows, smart shows that are still able to achieve success. You know, it could be on HBO, could be on any of these other platforms. So you still do have that, but you have to really be able to balance, you know, popular appeal, but staying true to your ideals, right? That's that's what makes a not just a good politician, but a good elected official. We do have a lot of these, you know, generic broadcast network shows that are bound on television. You see the promos for them when you're watching the NFL over and over again for 20 years. That does make up a lot of the political class. You think uh, there are elected officials that aren't politicians? I think there are elected officials that will engage in being a politician to get to office and then actually do the job that's required of them. But being a politician and, and being a, a, you know, a candidate, I mean, you've got to make phone calls and ask people for money. That is the worst thing in the world. I don't know how anybody ever does that. I've got to pack it out and loud and fight for schools. I used to have to, I called some people last summer to try and raise money for, you know, our recall efforts. It was horrible. You know, you're like, yeah, can you give me uh, what can you, can you do? Well, I can give you $200. That's oh, That's awesome. Thanks. We're like, what did you do? You only asked for 200? Yeah, I can't ask for more. That sounds horrible. I, I don't want sure to do can. that. I know, uh, but. I used to do nonprofit fundraising and I would always, uh, this is what the average person comes in. So I, doing this canvassing, they'd be like, can you give five bucks a month? And they'd be like, okay. And they'd be like, okay. And then I'd be like, why don't you ask for a hundred? I can't ask for a hundred dollars. I'd be like, are you kidding? Let me show you how it's done. I walk up to a guy and I'm like, we want you to sign up. And I've got, I've got like a trainee and they're like, what's it going to cost? I'm like, I'd like you to give me a thousand dollars per month. And then the guy just laughs. He's like, are you kidding? And I was like, oh, no, I want you to give me $1,000 per month. Otherwise, who else is going to help us stop deforestation? And the guy goes, oh, I, well, I can't give you $1,000. I'm like, how about 100 bucks? And he goes, I can do 100 And I'm like, you get what you ask for. That's the, that's the thing. But I get it, man. Fundraising is brutal. Oh, so, yeah. I, I think mean, that's another reason I wouldn't want to be involved. I would do it like via internet video, make, <laughs> you know, but I don't even know if it violates YouTube's terms of service. But of course, you could have your own social network and work off minds and things like that. Yeah, this, I, I don't understand that. Uh, politicians should just be putting out broad spectrum videos where they're like, I need you guys to donate today. Here's why. And then just do like a 10 minute podcast, YouTube video, social media, put on all the platforms. That's way more effective than picking up the phone and calling random people. But then they, they use the pick up the phone system to be like, well, that means I need to hire 10 people, which means I need to raise this amount of money because you you don't need money to be a youtube star i did I, when i started i had nothing i had a eight sixty dollar thirty dollar webcam and a fifteen dollar microphone you know how you win these days it's like think about anything they're doing they're going door to door it's like just film everything and post videos making phone calls buying commercials a commercial is less effective than you making your own video that goes viral for whatever reason so, you know, when Bloomberg was running, he put half a billion dollars or whatever into this race and all these YouTubers started getting tons of money. And they're like, that's just, I guess when you're a really unpopular guy with really horrifying ideas, you have to pay for it. But if you're a politician, you want to run and you got good ideas, you can just do all earned press, make, make YouTube videos. You don't need to spend a single dime on it. Donald Trump, his, his, it was all earned press. He spent very little money relative to, uh, to Hillary and other candidates because they just kept talking about him on the TV. Mm -hmm. He didn't know how to do it. But that wasn't even him making his own YouTube videos. Nowadays, you can just make your own YouTube show and be like, hey, I'm running. Give me money. Yeah. Literally. I mean, think about this. People are members at TimCast.com so that we can make more shows and we're not even running for office. 
So, you know, people are willing to sign up to help to contribute. You just got to be better at it, I guess. It, it's always driven me nuts how, like, the great politicians are the people that don't want to do it. They're like, I don't want that power. I don't want that. It's not right. But then you're like, but you have to because you're the right guy. Like, you're the one that will put it down when you're done with it. But no one's going to force you to do it. So unless you take yeah. the reins and make yourself go. So, Ian, you got it. You got it. You have to run. It's got to yeah. be so President specific. I mean, to do politics, you would have to. You're up against the global. And then you take the military into account. And it's like, oh, my God, do I want to be in charge of who lives and dies? I mean, I'd rather me than somebody else. But I want everyone to imagine Ian sitting at the Oval Office desk justifying why they had to drone bomb that Pakistani village. Dude, it's so <laughs> gross. I know. It's like. <laughs> No, but you, you like think about the kind of person you could imagine saying something like that. But then you have real threats where like there's an invasion force. It hasn't happened really in our in our modern history to the United States. We don't have any. Yeah, we do. Haven't had a real invasive threat. What do you mean? The United States. We yeah. I mean, it was for the past several years, people are marching in in the tens of thousands with their flags. I would have sent the National Guard out night two. Yeah, that's what Carrie Lake has been saying. National Guard, man. Carrie, Carrie Lake has been calling for the National Guard to go down and stop the invasion. The border dude and the cartels. Now you want to talk about an enemy you do not. Well, I don't want to make enemies with cartels who are on our. But we've got like a drug. Uh, what do they call it? A. a, a a narco terrorist state on our southern border like the yeah. mexican government is the cartel essentially and well, it's like the cartel is a form of government that operates right. and but, that, but they're intergovernmental i mean you've got cartel operating even up in maryland and mm -hmm. you know up in that the, is freakish the US. that's true haven't you ever watched breaking bad dude has it always just <laughs> been military authority since the beginning i don't remember looking at history i don't know of a time when it wasn't military authority first and then everything else well yeah we're in a bubble i mean it's a crazy thing dude you just because uh, I, I, I got to say it, I've been reading about the Civil War and there was no Lincoln suspends habeas corpus from D.C. up to Philly, up, up to Pennsylvania, basically, because Maryland was a slave state. So they're just randomly arresting people. This is why the, the four uh, states in 1861 in May seceded, because Abraham Lincoln was like, I'm not going to allow these seven states to secede. We're going to use force. Then four other states, Tennessee, North Carolina, Arkansas, Virginia, were all like, yo, we're not going to we're not going to stand by and, and let you do that. It was brutal, but it was war. You know, what do you do? When war when war breaks out, everything else is 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 just words on paper. You know, you, you, you can come out and be like, I've got a constitutional right to this, that, or otherwise. And they're going to be like, yeah, well, we're being invaded by, you know, China or whatever, so I don't care. Like, we in, the, the United States interned Japanese people. Like, that is certainly not constitutional. Yeah. Didn't matter. War's war. Yeah, did it anyways. Winning, winning. So if it really does break down and get crazy, people don't understand how crazy it can really get. Everybody tries to base what they think is happening in this country off of what's already happening right now, what happened in the past. But you know what, man? What people really don't get? Every single war, there's a, there's a, there's a, this technology has advanced in weapons. And so when the next war breaks out, people are taken by surprise at the weapons that are being used. So just consider this. You have the invention of rifled muskets and even breech-loading uh, rifles in the Civil War. And that, that increased accuracy of the rifles by like 400%. So now bayonet charges don't work. And, and many groups tried that. Imagine where we go now. Imagine if a war actually broke out. What do you think we're going to see? It's not just going to be AR-15s. There's going to be weird things. There's going to be drones. There's going to be a DJI drone. And it's going to be carrying a, a small payload. And, and it's going to fly up and then zoom straight at you and explode. There's going to be people with microwave cannons. 
So like active denial systems, you, it shoots microwaves at people, so it makes them feel like they're on fire. Laser weapons. LRADs. <laughs> tiny, tiny drone bullets that are going to be controlled and yep. just fly into someone's head and blow up. That's right. Suicide drones. It, it was first. Tiny, that, tiny little bombs. Yep. Dude, that All they got to do is go right to your eye. And Natural disaster weapons. Yeah. Yeah. Tsunami bombs. Mm-hmm. Consciousness weapons. Like they Weather nullify. control, weather modification weapons. <clears throat> what it, is it? Silver, silver iodide? Is that what they use? Yeah. That's how they seed clouds. Right. To make, to, and, and they can also use infrared lasers. There was a study in Germany that did this. They pointed lasers up and it condensed particles, creating clouds. Now, what, how would you use that during a war? Um, make it rain too much in an area that's, des- that's destable or like unstable rather. Or can't handle that much rain. Or, or cutting or out solar deny power. deny rain. Right. Cutting out solar Another power. Yeah. Or block the clouds or block the sun as Bill Gates is trying to do himself. Um, real matrix. Under right? Bill Gates is he, trying to do a Mr. Burns? Yeah. 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 He's, uh, there's a scientific project that uh, was supposed to be tested. Uh, it didn't go forward, but it's going to go forward later on. That literally is going to block out the sun. You got a name on that by any chance? Um Let's let's look it up. I looked it up. Uh, I, I was talking. I was researching this about like eight months ago, so it's still in the back of my head. But uh, uh, block. Oh, you're just from CNN. Yes. Yeah, what like does it say? What's the title? Uh, a radical proposal on climate change block out the sun. Yeah, and this no is a project way. that Bill Gates is Harvard uh, scientists. Yeah. yeah, Bill Gates is funding and fun- funding this all in the name of you know climate change and green energy. A policy. Bill Gates venture aims to spray dust into the atmosphere to block the sun. What could go wrong? Yep. This is a Mr. Burns, and this was he's supposed trying, to. But this was to supposed to. Mr. Burns. This was supposed to go forward as an official test a couple months ago. It was postponed, this but is, the test is still going to be going forward with Bill Gates literally blocking out the sun because of a climate. Pictured, I pictured Bill Gates literally a, a hundred million miles wide blocking out the sun when you see that. No, no, he's got a remote, and when he presses it, a gigantic metal disc goes up. We just don't. He, he's goes just, over. you know, he's just an unaccountable billionaire and businessman that buys off the corporate media. There's nothing to worry about here. It's not like he believes there's too many people in this world. Oh wait, oh, yeah, yeah. this is the kind of tech. I bet he sunburns have. easily, and that's really what it's about. He's like a pasty white dude, and he's he like, yeah, wear, I don't, I don't buy lotion. He does wear a lot of sweaters. He's like, see, that's, you know, maybe more, he's, you know, he gets like eczema or something. More magnesium, you know? Bill. Get more green vegetables. That's how you avoid sunburn. Well, have you, have you seen his moobs? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't think the dude's eating vegetables. I, was, I think he's just, he wants to block out the sun. I'm thinking. Yeah, this sounds so villainous. Yes. I know. <laughs> yes. What do you think I've been screaming about this person for the last uh, 10 years? 10 years. I've been like, hey, you guys should look out at this guy. Hey, hey, this guy's doing this. He's doing this. He's doing this. He's doing this. He's also trying to create microchips that are going to be. Uh, artificially birth control inside of, inside of human beings. That, that That's all concerning stuff that we should be talking about, uh, especially since we got here talking about the new kind of weapons that will be used during World War Three. because there's also a big potential, hypothetically, to say that this war is already going on and a lot of people don't even realize it anymore. And that right now people are dying, people are casualties of this war from circumstances and things that they don't see that they might might be participating in and consuming themselves for sure viruses you can't see them that's a great war tactic food if you poison food uh, or make food that is poison that's a kind of a war tactic but it's just like a subtle war no one wants to be the aggressor in that war they don't want to be found out as an aggressor you lose public support so you always want the other side to be the aggressor Right, and they then put weapons sides, on their border and then, until and they then attack you. We, you know, it would be really funny if like World War Three mm-hmm. is just like 
the U.S. is bombing itself and blaming Russia, and Russia's bombing itself and blaming the U.S., but that's all it is. <laughs> and they have a secret <laughs> deal, an arrangement, being like, hey, no. guys, we're going to wag the dog here. We're going to stage something, but we're going to work on this together so we could feed the military-industrial complex, but we're just going to play pretend here. Well, I mean, like... Hypothetically. The U.S., I think it would be funnier in, in the scenario if the U.S., there, there's no direct conflict. It's them attacking themselves, but... We were bombed today, and it must have been Russia, but it was like the CIA. It's and false flag after false flag right, after false flag. It's nothing but false flags. <laughs> Russia is like, so, so, I mean, think about what happened. Right now, you've got this story where Russia apparently is going to blow up a dam. And, there's, and so Russia says Ukraine's going to blow up a dam. So Western media says that's a signal that Russia's going to blow the dam up to blame us. Like, this is how insane it is. So, like, all of a sudden, the Ukrainian dam explodes. And then the, the, the Western media says, Russia did it. It's a false flag. They're, they're trying to blame us. Then all of a sudden, Russia blows up one of its own dabs and goes, no, no, this proves that Ukraine did it because even we got attacked. And so everyone's just blowing themselves up. No. You got to get public support, I guess. I but let's get to the point where the robots fight each other, you know? Uh, I think that's already happening, too. Or, 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 you know, you could just deny humanity energy and watch, you know, civilization collapse on itself. We could watch food prices go up so it becomes too expensive so people can't afford it. You could stop domestic energy production and exploration, just like the new prime minister, who's also a part of the World Economic Forum, a Goldman Sachs banker, just banned fracking inside of all of the United Kingdom. Also, the same individual pushing for a central bank digital currency. Uh, which is akin to a social credit score that his family is also invested in heavily and working on, of course, building with the World Economic Forum. This is, what's this guy's name? The PM of Sunak. Rishi? Rishi? Rishi Sunak. Sunak. And he, within, he just got in with like two days ago. Yep. And he's already banned fracking. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The entire global United Kingdom. Uh, Yep. 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 One person should not have And they're already getting ready to to ration uh, uh, heating oil for the winter. It's crazy. And and this is the same person, by the way, that, that just talked about how the UK is going to be the first place that is going to rewire their entire financial system in order to be net zero. Oh, this is the same guy literally promising, hey, we're also going to bring in a central bank digital currency. It's, it's going to be so convenient when the government's able to watch, track, and see every little thing mm-hmm. you do and tax you automatically without you even having to fill out any tax forms. Mm-hmm. This is this is a new level of Orwellian 1984 New World Order, brave new world that we are all facing today that, that, well, that a lot of people warned about saying, hey, this is coming. Now, now this is a reality. It's like a, 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 a big do-over. You know, like oh, a yes. big, a large, uh, you know, grand, like a grande reformatting. That sounds yeah, right. Reformatting. Um, reformatting. A, a new, a, a, a change a, up, a kind a, of. A, a, a gigantic new beginning. A restart, right? Restart is that something like that? Like a reformat, like a re, a rebirth. rebirth. Big rebirth. <laughs> rebirth. So I was studying the, the revolution, you know, the American revolution, the first one. And, uh. I say right now, because we're in it right now. It never stopped. Um, George Washington would go to the Continental Congress. They'd all go, you know, and they'd sit there and Washington would barely ever speak. He'd just listen. And he'd be wearing his full military outfit. And they're like, yo, this guy's ready to roll. Like it was before the war began, (laughs) but everybody knew George was ready to go. He shows up in full military gear. They're like, dude, calm down. Finally, when they make their decision that they're going to have to go to war with England, um, John Adams is like, we've decided who's going to lead the army. And John Hancock's like, he's the president of Congress. He's like, here we go. Give it to me, boys. And then... uh, they were like, and it's George Washington and, and Hancock's like deflated. He thought he was going to be the guy and George didn't want it. He was like, this is a suicide mission. I can't, there's mm-hmm. no way we can win this. Yeah. But he did it anyway. And thank God for the French. How many, how many battles did he win? 
I don't know. I, I, I mean, you can not... count Trenton as a battle, maybe. But I, I think other than that, I don't know if he, he won a single one other than Yorktown. I mean, all he did was yeah. fight, lose, stay alive, retreat, keep going over and over and over again. You know, obviously the French come in at Yorktown. They have Saratoga, which was a big win, but he mm-hmm. wasn't there. But, you know, sometimes he's... That's, sometimes that's the winning strategy. Yeah. You know, sometimes that's what you got to do. Makes a good commander. Just Mel can... Gibson won a couple. He did. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude, he lost both his kids, though, right? I know. Well, he had a bunch. Did he die? Did he? No, he didn't die at that one. No, he wins in the end. That movie's so yeah. good. Washington won six victories at Boston, okay. a siege at Boston, Harlem Heights, Trenton, second, the Battle of Trenton, uh, Princeton, and Yorktown. And he also was defeated six times. Long Island, oh, Kips okay. Bay, White Plains, 50, Fort 50, Washington, yeah. Brandywine, and Germantown. And he had a tie, two ties, at oh. White Marsh and Monmouth. But yeah, he basically just held the line for the French to come win the war for him. No one can do it alone. No. Mm. That's the question about a civil war in the United States. Uh, a lot of people on the right think that uh, it's a sh- that come on, the right has guns, they have more military. But people don't understand that, you know, uh, when I was reading about North Carolina, I was reading a bunch of uh, histor- historical articles from universities. Uh, North Carolina, Virginia, they were split. They were like, they didn't want to secede from the union. The protections the union offered was too great. There were benefits. They just didn't want to leave. And it was only after 75,000 troops were called upon by Lincoln that they were like, that's way too much for us. We're not, we're not going to support that. That's tyrannical. But it's split. If something were to happen in this country, you might be thinking like, nah, there's no way this state would leave. Like there's not enough states. It wouldn't split. But there might be some states that just, look, I'll put it this way. Donald Trump wins in 2024. He's president in 2025. California, Oregon, and Washington all say outright, we will not abide by federal law pertaining to abortion or sex changes for kids or schools. And then Trump says they have totally cut us off. So we're sending in the army, invoking the Insurrection Act, something that we've already discussed as possible. Or let's say Antifa starts rioting. And then Trump says, we're going to shut down these riots this time. I'm not making the same mistake. The, I'm invoking the Insurrection Act. And then California says, we can't, we can't do this. It's too much. Trump's sending troops now. The media obviously sides all with these, these progressive states pushing the cause of secession. I mean, that's... You know what would push it, too, is if they tried to inst- institute a draft for some sort of offensive measure in Ukraine. States yep. would be like, I am out. I will not tolerate that. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Uh, uh, I think red states. But if Trump, if the GOP wins, we're not going to have that. If the Republicans win, the war is the war is effectively a non-issue for us, and Ukraine's going to lose in two seconds. No world war. Look, I'll, I'll put it very simply: if Trump wins, and if, if we survive to twenty twenty four, and World War Three doesn't start, I don't think it will. I hope not. If Trump wins, if Republican wins, well, I'll say this: I, I can't speak for the Republicans, but if Trump wins. Our involvement with Ukraine is done. Ukraine loses the war overnight. Russia walks in and just takes what they want. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's better than World War III. What do you, you know. think, Ian? Is that possible? 
Well, I mean, I, I don't know if you saw the story the other day where even the, you know, the far left progressive caucus is, is oh, saying, yeah? oh, you know, let's let's back off what we're doing now. Then, of course, you know, they got yelled at. So they had to had to back off it. But this is not something that, you know, the majority of conservatives support, even those on the far left. I mean, their conscience is we can't support this. I mean, this is the political class in Washington you know, that have been there for years that, you know, going back to, you know, World War Two, really, um, that is pushing this. Yeah. Was and it 20 so, or 30 representatives? I'm not sure how many. I think it was. It was, it was, it was a significant number coming out against uh, the escalations in Ukraine, which was which is big news and should have been covered more. Right. But this is, this is always how it happens. Right. Where where you have one one spot. It's like, what was it? Serbia in World War One. Right. Was it it's Serbia yeah. where everything happens from there? Right now, not everything is is World War Two, where you have, you know, a, a dictator on the march invading countries. You know, you have conflagrations like this that that set off things that once they once they happen, you cannot roll them back. So hopefully, hopefully, you know, after November, this thing starts to get rolled back because, you know, we're, we're kind of at this this brinksmanship. Um, which we've seen, you know, throughout the Cold War, which fortunately never erupted into anything beyond these proxy wars. Um, but, you know, hearing thought talks about we're approaching nuclear Armageddon or we could be looking at nuclear Armageddon. The fact that more people aren't talking about that. I mean, that's 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 yeah, crazy to me. Absolutely. This is the first I heard of the progressive uh, out outcry about it. Yeah. Who, who was it? Was it like AOC people? I don't think AOC was Jay there. Paul, um, uh, Jay Paul. I think was the one that sent the letter. Um, so she's a member of Congress. Uh, and then a day later, you know, they were throwing staff under the bus and they, you know, for, for sending this letter. It's, I mean, you didn't think this through. You didn't, you know, either you, you write it, you send it, you stand by it, or you don't send it. But I mean, within a day, it had unraveled. Sometimes when I see stuff like this, I'm like, is, is, is there a, a powerful spaceship hidden in, uh, off the horizon? Where, you know, like these progressives, they can't actually do anything good. The Democrats have no choice. Is there some great and powerful demonic entity or a super being or a multidimensional creature that is forcing them to be evil garbage? I just I just don't understand why you can't just be like the war is wrong. Here's my letter. I don't care. It was the Congressional uh, Progressive Caucus yep. that officially sent the letter. We should have some of these individuals on uh, with how close. Look how look how look how cowardly they got though. They backed down. They apologized. They they all the BS they play. Come on, dude. I bet there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff. Be interesting to air that. Yeah, stuff but I want to know what the hell happened because they sent the letter and then they had to backtrack. Why did they have to Aliens. backtrack? What pressure to de-escalate <clears throat> the situation? These people the are de-escalating. Like, you must it. go to war. No, Beep Burp. Beep Burp wouldn't do that. <laughs> Beep Burp is going to be a Ron Paul, uh, ANCAP libertarian freedom fighter that's going to progress human society. So we are going to be Luke. equally and 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 promote freedom, and 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 uh, really uh, be the best human beings that we could be. I I I I'm optimistic. Jimmy Dore is calling him out, and and the 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 fake woke cult left despises it. But Jimmy's right. Yeah. I want to know what happened. I want to know if it's like a lobbyist group or if it's a if it's a corporate group or if it's an intelligence agency that came to this progressive caucus and said, stop it right now. Who did it? Why? I want to know. 
Uh, and I think the American people deserve an answer because it's their money going over there. It's it's their money escalating in a situation. I agree. So let's go to Super Chats. If you haven't already, would you kindly smash the like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, become a member at TimCast.com. We're going to have a members-only show. we got some big news up for this members-only show. You're not going to want to miss it. That'll be at TimCast.com. So become a member using Parallel Economy as our default payment processor. So you will not be using PayPal. Because uh, we are trying as much as hard as we can to build something outside of all this. So again, smash that like button. Let's uh, let's read some super chats. So Lay Cucumber Lime says, "Good night, everyone." Before the show started, because that's, <laughs> he pulled a Fetterman. That's how Fetterman started. And you know, this one's kind of obvious. He meant to say "Good evening," right? Evening and night in his brain. See, this 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 goes to show you that he is having a cognitive defect. It's not just auditory processing. His brain pulled the wrong word. In his mind, evening and night are the same thing. So he said night. But good evening is a greeting and good night is a, a departure. It's a goodbye, a farewell. Brain don't work. All right. What do we got? Kermit says, Raymond G. Stanley Jr., this is to honor those families who got justice today. Brooks guilty on all charges. Thanks for name drop, Raymond. That's right. You guys saw that? Yeah, Daryl Brooks. Yep. Yeah. Guilty on all charges. All right. Cromules Krom, says, joined the Daily Wire backstage live stream before Timcast IRL only to hear Ben Shapiro say that there is nothing morally wrong with a man copulating with a frozen chicken. What? Well, certainly yeah. that, that can't be correct. Need, Was he quoting someone else? Or has Ben lost his way? Hmm. He is pr- promoting a lot of crazy stuff out there. I'm going to give Ben the benefit of the doubt on this one. I, I, but I, I got to know more. I don't want to. <laughs> Let's go deep. Let's see. Triton54 says, he speaks in riddles. He drowns in red. Can't find a Fetterman. Can't find a Fetterman. Is that, I don't know. It's like a is. Pearl Jam song. That's that, Betterman. Yeah, they're quoting the lyrics from what, Betterman. Betterman. Can't find a Fetterman. Oh, I get it. Fetterman. Can't find a Fetterman. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, let's read some more. Amenthi says, going to close my PayPal this weekend. I'm tired of their nonsense and their treatment of Eric July was over the line. Re-upping my TimCast membership with Parallel Economy on November 1st. Cheers. Glad to hear it. That's a Dan Bongino company, so you're not just supporting us, you're supporting him. We're, we're all here to build that Parallel Economy, man. The God King Mam says, Tim, I took your advice. After 34 years of living in Seattle, we're done. As you read this, I'm driving from Seattle to Dallas, Texas for good. Currently somewhere in South Idaho. Peace out, Washington State. We outie. Uh, the good thing is more the, the people who are actually moving to Texas are actually voting Republican, which is actually helping the state shift more red, that along with the Rio Grande Valley. So it, it's a good thing. I think, you know, Rogan moving there, he's going to bring a lot of industry, which is going to be more progressive. I don't know who, uh, who, who Rogan's going to vote for. If he, I, I assume he's voting Republican because he even said that on his show. But a lot of people who are moving to Texas are, are, are going to vote Republican. So better than nothing. Better than nothing. All right. Let's see what we got. Zeno Rabbit says, I think we've officially lost the First Amendment. Agreed. Powder PZ says, I am Jewish and I 100% support Kanye. What they're doing to him is evil. Hmm. Well, there you go. Waffle Sensei says, wrong Ian. Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood taught us that greed isn't always bad. 
Greed is also what you what you use to cherish and protect the people you love and are responsible for. Yeah, pride isn't always bad either, and that's a sin in the Catholic Church. I, I agree. Greed isn't always evil. So this is a. Uh, you should have you seen Full Metal Alchemist? No. You should watch it. There's a. Uh, uh, I won't spoil it too much, but they're homunculi, uh, homunculi artificial oh, humans. Told, okay. And there's one each representing the seven deadly sins. So the point he's making is that the character Greed is sort of a villain, but also kind of not. You know, an interesting point is made about Greed in that, you know. You should watch Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, man. Full Metal, it's, it's fantastic. It's yeah. yeah, really good stuff. Good politics. Yeah, and, and, and even the, the, the original de- deviant uh, anime version, because the manga like stopped and then they made, there's, so there's two different Full Metal Alchemists you can watch. They're both good. But Brotherhood, I think, is way better. Luke, you should de- you should definitely watch this too because it's basically about the, the government is sacrificing people to make themselves immortal. Mm-hmm. So they're like, you know, eating babies and stuff. Yeah, not, probably, not probably not far from reality. What are you eating there? <laughs> I think I had one of those earlier. A little protein bar. Oh, yeah. It's, it's real meat. Epic. Mm-hmm. I oh, bought no, a bunch of those. I got different. Okay. Yeah, very good. Chunks it, of meat. You're saying the second Full Metal Alchemist is better than the first one? So yeah. the, 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 they're both similar. Uh, they're both basically about government conspiracies to become immortal sacrificing people but uh brotherhood is the complete finished storyline which makes more sense yeah. and uh i just think it's better but you know I'm, I'm, I'm gonna spoil a little bit it's basically about a plan to sacrifice humans for you know immortality yeah it's it's basically it's sort of yeah. but for power yeah for more power i'll give you the i'll give you i'll, I'll expand upon it because this is interesting for those who might want to watch it in the show they they, they do alchemy in order for alchemy to happen, you need you need there's the law of equivalent exchange. That means if you want to make something, it has to, it has to come from something. Something can't come from nothing. Mm-hmm. But with the philosopher's stone, seemingly things can come from from nothing. Basically, as it turns out, I'll spoil a little bit of, of it for you. These people who have these philosopher stones, something isn't coming from nothing. They actually contain like thousands of dead people yeah. whose like bodies are converted into mass, so they can use alchemy to mass produce stuff and. It's a crazy show. It's really, really good. I wonder if someone has a hydroxyapatite crystal ball, which is the hydroxyapatite is the bone is the crystal that your bone is made of. A human bone crystal ball. That'd be cool. <laughs> All right. The pizza guy says, here's 20 bucks for the uh, for the fully coolie reference last night. Also, I made a video lining up Alex Jones, Joe Rogan rant with Full Metal Alchemist. Figure you'd find it funny since you're a fan. Look up Alex Jones explains Full Metal Alchemist. That sounds pretty funny. All right. We will we'll get some more super chats. Gabriel Martinez says, Luke, it isn't ideas. Kanye is speaking from personal experiences. He's getting canceled because what he is saying is true. Who can't you criticize? I, I always hated that that quote for, you know, people people have claimed it's, um, you know, that there's a quote. It's like, if you want to see, learn who controls you, just look to you can't criticize. And they claim that it was like Nietzsche or someone like that. But it was actually like this white supremacist guy. And it's also a really dumb, dumb quote because you like society doesn't tolerate criticism of a, a lot of weak, you know, it's like crippled children. It's like they're not in control of the world. That's that's the argument. If you criticize them, people would get mad at you as well. But uh, I don't here, here's what I would say about Kanye. The comments I'm familiar with, he's wrong. Um, I've already talked about if he's referring to when he says like Jewish mafia, like 10 people that he is colloquially calling the Jewish mafia is like, OK. And the reason people are mad, as Lex Friedman brought up, is that it invokes these stereotypes from the past, but uh, apparently someone mentioned that in the uh, full Lex Freeman podcast. I didn't watch the full thing. I watched I watched 
you know, maybe like half an hour of it. Kanye apparently said really awful things that they're saying. Yeah, he goes off a little bit. On Jewish people? Um, yeah, basically. It's so weird. Like He didn't I, specify I, it was eight people that he works in, he his said it inner, was eight people? Yeah, in his inner business circle that all screwed him over mm-hmm. at once and they were all Jewish. They, mm-hmm. Those eight people. That's what he was saying. That's one right, thing right, he right. said. And Lex was like, still, it doesn't mean that all Jewish people are away. You and know? Kanye mm-hmm. was saying he didn't mean all Jewish people. Is yes, he, he did say that. Yeah. I think at one point he's like, I want to apologize to the people that I had to hurt, that had to be hurt from hearing this. And, but, and it's, know, I don't know. I, we got to ask Kanye. What yeah, if he said Irish Ye- mafia or... Look, I get it. I get it. You know, it, it does invoke these old stereotypes mm-hmm. that and, and conspiracy theorists who believe... Like, immediately the response to what he said is the people who believe that there's like a Jewish cabal controlling the planet come out in droves and start saying this stuff. That's why I'm like, bro, you know. Yeah. But, I mean, he, even Nick Cannon, he said a whole bunch of things that were like, you know, basically backing Farrakhan forever ago. That, that, that's exactly it. Yeah. Yo, if people realized how widespread the Farrakhan stuff was, they might be like, hey, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. It's not just Kanye if you're mad, you know. All right. Corn Pops, Harry Legs says Lincoln was a devout white supremacist. You don't know the Corbin Amendment, the moral tariff and more. Get Thomas DiLorenzo from Mises on your show to talk civil war. You know very little for the amount you talk about it. I know I know very little. I've watched a handful of documentaries, read a, uh, a few historical scholarly articles, and there is and 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 this is broad surface level stuff. But uh, sure, Thomas DiLorenzo, DiLorenzo from Mises Caucus, you know, uh, we'll bring him on. Let's let's get him and Dave. We'll talk Civil War. That'd be fun. Yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, but White's, uh, I've I've read a long time ago some of the Lincoln letters or whatever. I can't remember. It's been it's been like a decade. But dude was like. Seriously racist. Mm-hmm. But literally everybody was. Segregation persisted in this country until the 1950s. The so course. anybody who thinks the North was like anti-racist or whatever or believed in equality, you are wrong. Yeah. We were talking about the letters right before the show. The Lincoln letters that were pretty eye-opening. To look, say at, look at the history of Liberia. Dude, dude people were racist, man. Seriously mm-hmm. racist. Mm-hmm. The Corwin Amendment was a constitutional amendment passed in 1861 by Congress, never ratified by the states that would have banned the federal government from abolishing slavery. Yeah in the states where it existed at the time. I was actually reading about that earlier because um, there was, I think it was New York Mag wrote about the failed amendments. And I think there was like 10,000 that have been proposed. But like, of course, people are always trying to propose amendments. And that was, you know, one of them. All right. Orange Owl says, Tim, I became a member at TimCast.com today and I'm excited for my first live members only show. Thanks for all uh, for you and the crew do. It's not the members only show isn't live. It's recorded. We end the show. We record it. We upload it. So it's video on demand for all of you. But you can comment and we're going to be doing a contest soon for our members where you may be able to win a new car. I say may because we've talked to the lawyer about it because like, yeah, I won't say too much. You got to be a member. We talked about it last night. All right. Cork Gaming says, Luke, I'll sign up if you get Parallel Economy. I am. I'm in the process of doing that. Um, and I'm, uh, I have the al- other alternative right now as well. So it's all in the works. It's going to happen hopefully soon. Um, doing all the behind the scenes stuff. It's been in the works for a long time. For Luke Uncensored? LukeUncensored.com, yep. All right. Legama Thagayan says, I'm a Jew. The crackdown on Ye is idiotic and destructive. He must be publicly debated for the truth to win. Muffling the voices of narcissistic attention-seeking fools gives them legitimacy and annoys me how this is not obvious. Sunlight is the best disinfectant. I agree. Not only that, but the actual conspiracy theorists seeing all of this happen are now holding up signs saying, see, see, look what we said. This is not the way to deal with it, man. Kanye is a beloved celebrity. He says something like this. Then you need to be like, okay, Kanye, let's, let's have a conversation. And if apparently... He was saying he was referring to only eight people. Mm-hmm. I mean, that seriously changes the context of yeah, what he was saying. Definitely. 
Great point, great comment. And um, you said it more eloquently than what I was trying to say earlier. Ryan Brown says, canceling my Daily Wire subscription since they want to be hypocrites. It, that, that was, but look, I, I don't know if that's true that they're not having Kanye on. It's just rumors. So, I don't, you know, I, what, we, we like that's what Kanye, that's what Kanye said, right? said, and he reiterated it. But, well, you know, you know without the specifics, that's one side of the story. Don't feel like you need to jump to conclusions in this situation. It's a long Yeah, watch the video yourself and then come up to your own conclusions. Yeah, yeah I'm a fan of what the Daily Wire is doing. So, you know, I'll reach out to them and see what, what's going on. There, there's got to be a reason. These are the, the, the Daily Wire guys are not scared. You know what I mean? Well, Ben Shapiro still has a lot to answer for, especially with his promotion of something uh, about, about uh, two years ago that, that I think definitely needs to Did be answered. Did you see his video today? Oh, yeah. No. You know, ben Shapiro came out furious over the vax mandates, the policies, the, 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 the new uh, um, revelations that have, that have emerged, the lawsuit in New York. So he, he went off on it. Yeah. And that's what I said. I'm like, dude, I don't, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not mad if someone trust, was trusting and got taken advantage of. But he should explain why he spread false information he should explain why he was wrong and he should at least admit it and talk about it because it affected a lot of people and during that specific time he made a very bold statement he said get it you dope uh he he said it's going to stop transmission and and, in reality come on you know well the new york court ruled that it doesn't stop transmission rocky service says naruto sucks mark gonzalvez for us congress congress georgia district seven Gwinnett County Freedom First candidate running against fake incumbent carpetbagger JK Naruto's Red. You almost lost me. Like opening that, I was like, you think I'm going to advocate? For- oh, it was a joke. Okay, you're cool. Naruto actually was a really, really great show until like the very end with the great ninja war arc when when like aliens showed up and it just didn't make sense anymore. And so I was like, what, what is going on? And now it's like they were traveling between dimensions and mm-hmm. Kaguya's an alien. And I'm just like, dude, you lost me on this. Yeah, That's crazy too, because um, for the entirety entirety of Naruto's run, I was reading or uh, as available, the scanlations every Wednesday. I'd be like, oh, the new scanlations out. And I would read the latest chapter of Naruto. And then it just got to the point where aliens and, you know, I'm just like, I'm not going to watch. I finished the series, but now Boruto, I'm just not interested in any of that weird stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. What do we got? Wyatt Caldenberg says, Ian, are you guys planning on making a Roku app for your website? I would be interested, interesting if subbing, if I could watch your shows on my TV. You're talking about TimCast.com? Uh, yeah, that's what my thought was too, probably. And I believe so. Yeah, that ultimately that decision is up to Tim, but I think you've mentioned that you want I to I have that. seen the prototype TimCast mobile app. And then after the mobile app comes the OTT stuff. So it, it looks like the mobile app may be, may be done relatively soon. I'm excited. I was back in Ohio, like I said, over the weekend, and I wanted to show my parents TimCast.com, but they didn't have it on their TV. So I was only had to show them the YouTube clips from uh, yeah. the, uh, Cast Castle. I mean, they have YouTube on the soon. TV, right? I don't know. It was challenging to get to. Carl Schneider says, looks like Elon's going to need to buy $5,000 participation trophies. $5,000 ones. All right, all right. Where where are we at? Miguel D says, all humans are susceptible to in-group preference and collusion. Jews are no different. With great power comes great responsibility. You know, I think that's, uh, you know, an important thing to point out that every every group is susceptible, uh, as as they said, to in-group or out-group preference. The issue that when it comes to things like what Kanye West said with like Jewish mafia or going def- DEFCON 3 on Jews. Which was a missta- uh, misspeak. He meant DEFCON. Right. I know. I know. It, it, the, the problem is that World War II wasn't that long ago. And it was like really horrific what happened. And, and that being said, like for me, I don't, I, don't, I, I don't like the idea of singling out any group that's been genocided. I mean, the Armenian genocide, you have the Holodomor. 
you know, so I understand if people are concerned about old tropes that were used to justify things like genocide. I get it, you know. Also in the chat, people are saying that Ben Shapiro did address that specific concern I had. I haven't seen it. Uh, yeah. If you could send it to me, please do on my Twitter, Luke, we are changing. Yeah, love he, to, I would love to see it. I'm pretty sure he was pissed off. I'm pretty yeah, sure he I, was like, I mean, but you, look, like I, 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 I need to watch. I, I watched it, but I, it wasn't like the center of my attention. Yeah. I, I had it playing on Twitter, but I can only imagine if you're someone like Ben Shapiro and you took a political stance only later to be found out they took advantage of you. Like he's probably going to be pissed. He does not like to be wrong. Well, he's Mr. Facts guy. He got that one exactly. completely. He got that one completely wrong. And if he he came out and actually corrected himself, you know, my apologies. But I, I like want to see it first. All right. Slick Solomon says, Tim, the average amount of hands per person is less than two. That's right. Because the maximum typically is two. And some people don't have two. So that means the average will be lower. Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, Tim, a man of all people, arms or no arms. I mean, yeah, people, you know, if you only got one or no arms, you only need a shirt, right? Why, why would you have just empty sleeves? Do we, we live in a world for only the armful? Come on. Jacob Wertheimer, longtime chatter, first time listener. Really? Tim and crew, thanks for all the red pills in 2020. While I was confined in my parents' basement, you inspired me to be kicked out. Life has never been better. I'm engaged. Please have what if all history on. It would be epic. Yeah. Uh, I think we will. Yeah. You know, hopefully soon. I don't know. I don't know. Do you know where he's based out of? Um, I think he's been living all over the world recently. Huh. He's been talking about it. He's been living in a bunch of different countries. He did a couple of programs on that. But He uh, did his video on who would win a civil war. It's got like a million views. Yeah. And it was recommended to me. And I, it was really good. I disagree on his assessment, though. He makes a bunch of good points as to why he thinks the right would win. But I think there's just too much missing from like... We, we, no single person knows enough about how loyalties break down or, 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 or not. You know? Yeah, it would, could be a situation where the entire system is eradicated and something completely foreign erupts. Like, it, it doesn't have to be A versus B, and one of those will emerge. You know, There could be a major geographical shift in the next four years, definitely. which definitely changes coastal and, and, and rural. We're already seeing it. Yeah, exactly. Like said, just like all the people that are in the chat should remember that the Californians moving to Texas are not all blue. A lot of them are red. They're and, trying to move where they're more akin to the people that are around who they live. You and know? what did what did Hochul say? Get out. Yeah, the Republicans. Mm -hmm. So eventually, you might see states where you're like they would never secede. It's like well, all the Republicans left. It's nothing but Democrats. They'll vote. They'll say goodbye. They'll try and join Canada or whatever. Who mm -hmm. knows? Yeah. Mr. Thau says Ian Pryor is just Ian Crossland from the past. Get it? Ian Pryor. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. He who that came before. One. That's right. That's right. Thank you. Talks with Candor said. My hair out. Yes. It's great. Tried to close my PayPal account. Kept getting speeches to keep it open. Finally, they, uh, they try to close it, but kept finding issues. I have to wait 48 hours for an email before they can close the account. Mm-hmm. I call BS. I agree. Sam Nooney says, is it, if possible, it would be great to have Tudor Dixon on. We have to get rid of Whitmer, who sent 5,600 5, seniors to their death, among so many other terrible things. Yeah, that'd be great. I'm down. You know, yeah, whatever. I talked about that yesterday. I was like, we got to get, you know. Yeah, you but did. we're so close to the election. I'll just say this. If, uh, you know, if who, who, who do we need to have on? We need to have on uh, probably Bolduck, I'd imagine. That'd be an interesting conversation because, you know, why New Hampshire is going Democrat in the Senate is is, is strange. And uh, uh, Tudor Dixon would be fantastic. We had Mastriano on. Carrie Lake's been on several times. I think Carrie Lake will one day be president. Uh, or at the very least, if she wanted to run, she has that A factor, you know, X factor, A lister, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. S tier. Minimum VP. Minimum. S -tier. 
I have, I have, I have Democrat friends saying that, and they're they like her. Yeah, oh, I mean, she. But you know, it, when Luke says VP, I'm like, I don't know. She's president, presidential. Material. I say minimum. I don't minimumly think, that position. I, I disagree. Like, and what I mean by that is, like, you look at VPs, you know, and it's like, eh. But you look at Carrie Lake, and it's like, yo, she yeah. could be president. I don't agree with some of her positions, but she's on it. She is absolutely smart and brilliant when it comes to her addressing the media. Wow. Yeah. You just called a politician brilliant. Well, it's not time. saying much compared to the uh, other politicians, to be honest with you. Yeah, so true, let's, true, be, true. let's be real. They, they do fail in many elements. But well, <laughs> PR-wise, she's brilliant. There's never Chuck, any upside to VP, right? I mean, best case scenario, you're just kind of sitting there waiting. Worst case scenario, you're, you know, Kamala doing yeah. a Billy Madison speech everywhere. You know, it's just, <laughs> oh, man. it's not I good. Like, I think I would like that. That would fit my personality really well because <laughs> no one would want me to be president. Well, maybe they would, but people would be like, do not get, make sure that president succeeds because we do not want crazy Crossland coming in. <laughs> <laughs> that's Chuck true. W. That's true. Chuck W says, Elon personally delivered a message to Twitter. Friday, he will clean house, including the kitchen sink. What if he live streams it? Elon, please live stream it. And he like I mean, he can't for legal reasons, but if you know he just walks in, and he's like, "I'm here, I'm in Twitter HQ. I, I now I own it. I'm taking it private, and I have this list of names. I'm going to read them off one at a time. It's it's five thousand employees, and I'm going to read every name. Uh, John Smith, you're fired. Janet Doe, you're fired. That would I would I would watch the whole thing. That'd be great. I would I would actually do like a reaction live stream, just sitting there being like, like eating a bowl of cereal and be like. <laughs> He wouldn't do it because, um, you know, legal reasons. Mm -hmm. Reading out people's names or whatever. But he could do it on Twitter, I guess. Because he he can't get banned from his own platform. Think about the crazy things he's going to tweet when he's like, (laughs) he's going to tweet something really like silly and gross and be like, but I own Twitter, so no one's going to ban me. There's going to be a period of creative genius that's going to be (laughs) embarked on if everything goes as planned with Twitter. Twitter sounds. Yeah, Twitter sounds. There you go. Twitter sounds. You said it. Yeah, something like that. How long do you think it's going to take for Elon to 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 just change the system? Like, look, look, look. All we, the all the moderators are still doing their jobs. Elon buying it. Like, is he going to put out a memo being like, "Hey, if you're a trust and safety person, no longer banned for these reasons." Like, how does that work? The monitors will be fired. Seventy five percent of the company is going to be laid off. Yeah. Most of those people are just complaining about people and, and, and then downranking their accounts or banning accounts. I want you to imagine it's Friday night. You know, we're wrapping up the show and we're like, oh, it's been been fun. You know, we're going to go grab a drink and hang out. And then as you're turning off the Timcast IRL show, you say, all right, well, you know, let's see if anybody wants to go out and grab a drink. Maybe your central time. And then all of a sudden your phone goes and you go and you look at your screen as a notification and it says tweet by Alex Jones. I'm back, baby. And then you're going to open it up and it's going to be him in a video going, ah, that'd be With his shirt off, just screaming. Ripping his shirt off, screaming, <laughs> I'm back. I'm thinking of, I could see it. Come on, Elon, you have to do it. Twitio, if you can, you know, you brand video for Twitter as Twitio. And, uh, they used to have Periscope. They they obliterated Periscope, yep. which is so Vine. stupid. Vine was huge. Yes. Now now TikTok took over. How yeah. stupid was that? Yeah, no dumb, idea. dumb decision. Vine got bought. I think they sold out and then got shut down. Twitter bought Vine, then shut it down. That's right. That's so stupid. <laughs> Dumbasses. Like yeah. seriously, he could bring all of that back. Yeah, he yeah. probably will. Videos where you it's have at. to compete. Yeah. So videos. so there was a report. Twitter is struggling to keep its power users. 
they're slowly dwindling. And I think Elon knows this. Well, here's what I think happened. When Twitter bans, you know, Alex Jones or Milo, it's making themselves irrelevant. I said this years ago. You ban the most obnoxious people. What's the point of being on the platform? So they start losing users. Now they have a disproportionate leftist base. The left now with leverage starts saying you better ban more people. And they're like, but, but we need our super users. And they're like, well, we'll quit. And they're like, well, there's more leftists now and we don't want to lose them. So just ban the conservative guy. And it's just a downward spiral. Elon Musk comes in, brings back Alex Jones, brings back Donald Trump. Yo, Donald Trump would make people go back on Twitter. They'd make more money, hands mm-hmm. down. Yeah. I don't think Trump would come back on, though. Uh, or I don't know if he'd want to, but he has to. The corporate media w- would secretly love it, but publicly hate it. They'd be like, yes, finally, he's back. I have a life. All the reply guys are going to be so happy. Oh, yeah. But they're going to pretend that they're not. It's a good incentive to federate uh, Truth Social and Twitter and, and Gab and Parler and Mines. And right. I, 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 when I was working at the Department of Justice in, in 17 and 18, anytime Trump tweeted, reporters were in the same building as us, right? So they were down the hall. Anytime Trump tweeted something about anything, they all come running down the hall. Do you have a comment on Trump's tweet? Do you have a comment on Trump's tweet? It was like the one thing that would just get them running down the office. Like, eh, no comment, no comment, no comment. Just, it was like crack for them. Yeah. Know? Ready to Rumble says, did you just say Carrie Lake is scum? Never. No. Carrie Lake's amazing. We've had her on the show a couple times. And I'll tell you exactly why I say this. Aside from the videos, which are awesome when she smacks the media down with their with their BS and their lies. Uh, we've had a lot of politicians on this show. And, you know, whenever I get like a message like, oh, you know, this politician wants to come, come on or that politician. I'm like, oh, here we go. Politicians. I know how politicians talk and how they act. We've had a handful of people. We've had like Thomas Massey, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Carrie Lake. They are the opposite of politicians. They come in and they sit and talk to you like they're anybody else. Carrie Lake is especially good because she's quick-witted, she's smart, she knows her stuff. And so it's just like having a real conversation with someone who, who you know, it, it, you feel is genuine. And we asked her some complicated off-the-cuff questions that like I didn't even have prepared. Yeah, DMT, criminal justice reform, uh, you know, war on drugs, a lot of different stuff we got into that I thought was important that, that wasn't scripted. And I appreciate that. Yeah, I think it's because Carrie Lake actually has thought about these problems and these ideas, actually wants to fix them and has real opinions on them. And a lot of politicians will, will hem and haw and give you a political answer because they don't know, they don't care, they just want to get elected. Well, I, I think the biggest difference was that she was also willing to say, I don't know. <laughs> right. Like, very few politicians do that. They give you a bullcrap answer and they just talk around the question and, and, and give out generalities. She wasn't afraid to say, I don't know. I don't know what DMT is. You know, what yeah. is it? Well, tell me, tell me what it is. Yeah, now she you know. knows. What's up, Carrie? <laughs> Cosmic Surgeon says, Tim is obviously not a We Are Change subscriber. Who isn't? Tim, Tim. apparently. Yeah, why aren't you? Are you? <laughs> did, did we, are, we, answer we, the question, Senator. We, we, I, 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 we Are Change, you know, it's a great question. And uh, I, yes. think, I think We Are Change, is, it's an <clears> excellent <throat> show. And, you know, more people should consider being members to We Are Change. So I appreciate your time and your question. And I would, I would just ask my opponent here, uh, uh, Ian, why haven't you advocated more for people to sign up as, as Timcast well, I, members? I, I always am a, Timcast uh, members. I'm, no, the topic <laughs> right now of discussion is We Are Change members. Of the mind of. Answer the question. We changed. Oh, it's, no, it's present tense, Your Honor. 
Let's keep it moving. If you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends, become a member at TimCast.com. We're going to have a members only show coming up for you. It will be live around 10, 50, 11 p.m. is usually when it goes up. You don't want to miss it. It'll be good fun. There's, there's some big stories we'll talk about. You can follow the show at TimCast IRL. You can follow me at TimCast. Ian, do you want to shout anything out? Yeah, uh, a couple of things. Uh, Fight for Schools, my pack in Virginia. Uh, we're you know we're fighting the, the woke school boards there. Um, also, America First Legal is where I, it's my day job. AFLegal.org. You know all these things we talk about, right? The you know enforcing people's rights, Second Amendment, First Amendment. You know going after these woke school systems for um, infringing on the rights of parents. We we do it all. I mean we're we're bringing cases on behalf of parents, on behalf of um, you know individuals in the country to exercise their rights. So you know to the extent you're dealing with that, you know reach out to us and uh, we'll we'll do what we can to help. You were uh -huh. at the, the DOJ? Yeah, I, I got so many questions. I'm going to ask you yeah. after the show. But anyway, if you're a little bit plump and looking for some motivation, I can't recommend enough. You check out LukeUncensored.com, especially the video I did today talking about the hero's journey and the possibilities and the mental mind frame that you could put yourself in that I think could potentially benefit you. If it doesn't, let me know. Email me. Uh, LukeUncensored.com. That's the website. And I want to point people, Ian, at your Twitter. Uh, it's Ian D. Pryor. They can find there. They can find Pfeiffer Schools in America First Legal if they want to go through to those channels from there. It's great to see you, man. Thank it's you. Good conversation. Yeah. Thanks uh, for having me. about history like that. It's really cool. Catch you later. Hey, I'm Ian Crossland. I love you. I'll see you later. And I'm Surge.com. You guys can find me in the chat. I'll be answering all the comments later. We will see you all over at TimCast.com. Thanks for hanging out. Cheers. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.